a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of table talk. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Table Talk, episode number three. Today we are featuring Zachary Thomas. Zach is a good friend of mine. Uh, his wife was our maid of honor and he was a groomsman as well. He, um, he served in the military. He was medically discharged or retired, I think is the term. He is a Purple Heart recipient. He received some crazy number of concussions overseas. I think he said 11. Um, but we dabbled in everything from video games, politics, fantasy football, fantasy basketball. Uh, he is a fantasy genius. He's the one I go to for all my help. Um, it was really good uh, to talk to him. This goes on for about two hours, two hours and 10 minutes. Um, it's really fascinating. I really enjoyed this a lot. Uh, thank you, Zach, for coming on. Uh, we'd love to have you come on again. And yeah, so we'll do another one. Uh, RJ was not in for this one. So yeah, I'll be sure to punch him in the nuts. But yeah, we're for sure going to get RJ and then get Zach in here and do another one because it was a lot of fun. And I think we can do a lot of cool things, the three of us, because yeah, you'll see. You'll just listen and find out Zach is very, uh, it's very easy to talk to. He uh, is just an awesome guy. And he talks about uh, how much of a support his wife was while he was in uh, the military and then his new kids, <laughs> new kids. Uh, he just had a baby boy and then his daughter is four years old. And so adjusting life as a dad and a husband and dealing with uh, the struggles that come along with being in the military. Uh, so thank you again. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, if you guys know anyone that has a cool story, uh, wants to come on, talk, uh, that'd be great. Um, feel free to reach out to me. If you guys uh, could subscribe via whatever it is you listen, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Give us that five star. If you give us that four star, I will send Zach after you. And you don't want that. All right. Thanks, guys. Zachary Thomas, you beautiful SOB. Welcome to Table Talk. That's me. Yeah. Um, how's the baby boy doing? Oh, he's great. It's great. Um, happy and healthy, but... Uh... Well, he's a crying machine, like all babies, but I'd say the toughest thing so far is having two of them. Yeah. That's, that's been the, I mean, the girl's embraced her role as a big sister, which is great, but uh, she needs attention and, you know, she's only four and a half, so, but it's, it hasn't been bad, man. And has been a trooper, yeah. so I can't, I can't complain, so. And because Garrett had a boy too. Yeah. And so we're uh there's gonna be we keep telling each other that it's not gonna be competitive because they're gonna be like on the same team, right? We talked about them playing hockey together or you know, something where they can like be on a team and like mess people up. Yeah. But uh no, it's gonna be competitive. Oh yeah. Oh I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and my it's funny because Garrett's kid is He's a pretty big boy, yeah. and Garrett's a big boy, mm -hmm. but his son is like a pretty big, big guy. And my son is three months younger, and he's just as tall, Heck yeah. and has just as big a feet. Wow. And I'm like, my, that's my boy. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's probably too young to do like 
penis measuring contest, but no, no, no. Yeah. That's like, that's like, uh, the metaphor. Yes. But, uh, figuratively. And I mean, my kid, I, I will say this, that like Garrett and I play it off together because it's funny and we we're serious, but it's not that serious. Now, every sister thinks I'm serious. So they're like, I don't want to do that anymore. So it's like, no, no, it's all in fun, you know. Yeah. I still think, I think Devery has a good idea, man. She's been talking about us uh, putting him in golf instead because, I mean, first of all, they make tons of money. Yeah. It's easy on the body. And Devery's dad is like an unreal golfer. By the time they're like able to be competitive, he's going to be retired. Personal coach. Like, there we go. College scholarship. I'm trying to get a scholarship. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about CTE. <laughs> I hope not. I yeah. mean, I mean, there's <laughs> flying, you know, golf ball. But I, yeah, no football for my kid. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, do you really want Greg being the coach? I mean, he couldn't produce a boy. You could. <laughs> you know what? I tell you what. Uh, if I'm gonna have a coach, I would love for it to be him. Only because, first of all, he's a baller when it comes to, this, to golf, but. Also, he's he is so not strict, but like he will push. He yeah. pushes his kids. He does coddle his kids, but every parent does. I, I say that I don't, but Rylan and has me wrapped around her finger. Yeah. So I think realistically, I think he would be perfect yeah. for it. Now, me releasing any kind of power to him is also a different story. <laughs> but you know, I would I would absolutely love if he would do that and i think he would be into it okay. now i don't know if i can convince garrett to like be into that but because garrett's like i don't know i don't even remember what garrett played in high school i think he played soccer because he wasn't yoked yeah he didn't get yoked like that until he went to japan for in the marines then he came back and he's just yeah big old boy i think he i remember he told me once he was gonna play football but he like cut his finger really bad or he injured his fingers yes something. Yeah, so essentially that story, not to like tell Garrett's life story, but they went camping and they like dug a hole and it like started raining or something and he went to climb out of the hole and the machete that he was using or like that they had out there, essentially he like grabbed it like and slipped and it cut like all of his fingers oh. nearly off and they were like three hours from the hospital. So. Jeez. So he's like, and that was like right around, I want to say he's like, like sophomore year, freshman year or something. So you shouldn't dig holes. <laughs> Don't dig holes, dude. <laughs> Especially when it's in the rain. Yeah. There's so. only one reason to dig a hole and it's to hide a body. <laughs> Which, I mean, he hasn't told me the whole story. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's, you know, it could have been that serious. But <laughs> I think we found Kyron. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Man. Don't. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I was talking about your brother. Oh, God. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> so, wait, let me ask you this. Is this like a, I mean, clearly not a PG table talk. But I don't, I, I don't want to, I want to refrain from like cussing if that's like a thing you want me to do. Uh, no, I mean. I'm not going to go full bore. Yes, yeah, you know, no, don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I try not to. And I was listening to the last, or to the episode I did with RJ and yeah, I curse a lot more than I actually realize. Yeah, I, that's my thing is like, I don't want to re back, like go back and listen to this and be like, kind of a piece of shit actually <laughs> yeah. a little bit. So 
Um, I mean, I'm definitely not going to go through and beep anything out. Fuck yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to, I will try to be selective in my, in my yeah. curse words, you know? Well, just, you know, be natural, be yourself. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah. That's, where, that's the last thing. Where, where are you guys living? Uh, so we got, we bought a house. We, cause we sold that place. Yeah. Uh, in Aloha and made a bunch of money, a ton of money because the house boomed, like the yeah. market boomed. But then we live with their parents, which uh, I, <laughs> it was, it was great. They were, they allowed us to do that and we saved a bunch of money. It was tough for me because I need to have like, kind of like what this is for you. Yeah. I need to have that. And you remember when you guys live with us, I had like my little office, yeah. you know, or, you know, I had like a space that was mine mm -hmm. and I need that everywhere we go. And so when we found this place, there was this little, uh, this bedroom downstairs that was a really small bedroom that I turned into my office. So, well, anyway, we live like kind of close to Murray Hill in oh, Beaverton. Okay. So it's, um, this, the, the biggest reason we left that area was that huge construction that's yeah. happening for like South Hillsboro mm -hmm. or whatever, which is absolutely nuts but the school district sorry i mean i coached at aloha <laughs> yeah. there's no fucking way i'm letting my kids go to aloha i'm not this yeah. is too bad so uh now we're in that new mountainside school district which i'm jacked about and actually devry grew up like minutes from where we live now oh. so she like has a lay of the land so she goes on walks and you know how protective and weird i am about that kind of stuff it's like i'm totally fine with it. she knows her way around mm -hmm. it's a really nice quiet neighborhood Ginger still around and kicking. Oh, I was going to ask about Ginger. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hate her guts still, but oh, uh, she's dude. She's getting up there though. Yeah, she's uh, like eleven or twelve. It's gonna, like it's going to be a sad day. Uh, <laughs> for you, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be rejoicing because I mean I got to get a dog, my dog. Yeah, but uh, no, she's. God, man, there's been some times where I come home and I'm like, she's like acting weird, and I'm like, oh, this is it this is the end, you know? And I'm like, glad it's just me. And I'm like coddling her and like making sure. And then she doesn't die. And I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> man, come on, you know? Or she'll get like, that. or like I read, like I read somewhere that like dogs will get like this huge burst of energy right before they pass away, right before they start like really dwindling. And there was one night I came home and she was like trying to play. You know, I like how you used to play with her where mm -hmm. like you'd run and then she would chase you and then she would just start sprinting back and forth. Yeah. The I pooped run. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she would do that. And then I'm like, there's, she hasn't done this in a year. I'm like, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's happening. And I'm like inside, I'm like, how am I going to tell Rylan? How am I going to tell Devery? Cause they weren't home. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And then I'm, the other part of me is like, what am I going to name my other dog? <laughs> what kind of dog do I want? You know, I'm getting kind of stoked. Still alive and kicking, man. You can just get ginger number two and get identical one. Oh my God, don't. <laughs> don't even say that. I really hope that that's not even a possibility. I, she's not having been a bad dog, man. And now that I'm on record saying it, Debbie's going to hold it over my head. But she's been so great. I'm just so ready to get my own dog, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean... Ginger's probably my favorite dog I've ever met. And then we had that weird moment when she humped me. That was a weird moment. She doesn't hump, dude. She yeah. never humps. Yeah. But she humped you. But you also were like asking for it. Like you were like, 
$5. Slightly begging for it. Just because I was dressed a certain way does not mean I'm asking for it. <laughs> it was more like you bent over in front of her and asked her to do it because she had done it once before. And you're like, watch, watch this, check it out. Well, she wouldn't. I was trying to show you. She wouldn't do it again. I was trying to say, hey, your dog is a real me too problem. <laughs> this dog <laughs> is the problem. It's part of the problem. You begged. You begged. <laughs> but yeah, I, Ginger's never humped another person or another object since you i mean you were her first and last i mean not first because she had puppies but you know you were her last oh you gotta track down some of those puppies oh my god yeah they're probably dead (laughs) (laughs) no one wants those spare parts yeah they're probably little harvey weinsteins if they take them after (laughs) like your mom (laughs) well when we first got her god man it's been eight years we've had her for eight years she was really well taken care of. It wasn't like they had beaten her or anything. She had puppies and they had they didn't take the puppies away early enough. So like she got really attached to so She got really mom, like mind screwed up. So, but essentially it was like another soldier that was going over to Germany and getting stationed there and couldn't take her. So they're like, took him to the pound and that's where we found her. And she was great. But she was just chilling at home. Like our house is spotless. Doesn't do you particularly well with other so dogs? Like, okay, and they're not in the way of like, hang out with. she's and, really mean. Uh, she's so just crazy protective over that other dogs. Totally for her. So we lived 100%. with a, another and couple. Uh, not that like Devery and I got I was first married. Okay with it. And Ginger was and, fine. Um, she's great. They had two I dogs. needed my own dog. And two, I wanted like mangy ass male dogs. And then we ended up getting another dog. It's hard to like like, old English bulldog. First of all, I can't get another another dog. She ran that shit. And she was by far the smallest. So I got to wait. There's four dogs. We had two bowls of food and we just like let them do Uh, their thing. She like regulated um, like what dog would go. Ginger was uh, Devery's like saving grace. Because she was miserable, man. I mean, like I was gone so much. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any other. Her name's Whitney. I just got the show Whitney. I can't. I was just working and like I never had to worry about that. Chris D'Elia was in it. We were dating. So we like had long distance when we first started. So when she finally moved in with me she's after we got married a couple times and she was explaining she's like well what do i like how dogs do like, like <laughs> she had no idea what to do she went home a lot her family would pay for her to come home and i was totally because i would yeah. go to the field for weeks at a time i think that's it. it's it was miserable and i okay. i tell you what man that just being like a military spouse it's i couldn't imagine because i was gone so much and i never like really thought twice about it I couldn't imagine that's that shit would suck. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you could just play video games. (laughs) See, I guess. Yeah. If I, if Devry was in the military, which that's so hard to even imagine, you know, I think it'd be less weird. Like for you, if Jossie joined the military, it'd be so much less weird. I, I think not that I don't, well, Devry wouldn't be successful in the military. Not, because she's not strong enough, but I think it's just not her personality. Mm. It's very much Jossie's personality, which is great. Yeah. I'm her bitch. I get you it. Would, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But, uh, yeah, you would have a ball, dude. Yeah. You, you'd be chilling. You could travel, just fat money and yeah. just not working. You could do this. Like, yeah, I know. Now you're thinking like, man, the Air Force. Like, <laughs> I know a recruiter, dude. I can, I can give him a call, you know? <laughs> trying to get her to the wildland fires. Yeah. Oh, no. You're trying to get her down to California. Like, are you chilling? Yeah. Yeah, well. 
Except she'd come home, the house would be messy. <laughs> she'd be like, what did you do all day? You have four more cats. Yeah. Like, what happened? I went by a pet store. I couldn't yeah. stop. Yeah, no, it's, I, I, Ralph helps me, like, just at night, you know, when I, like, during the day, I'm fine. And it's just, like, about 8 o'clock when I get ready for bed. And mm-hmm. she's on shift. It's like, well, this sucks. Yeah. And, yeah. I can imagine, man. Yeah. I mean, I... Not that I'm not used to going to bed by myself just because of our, the different, like, I would say like, maybe not so much now with the new baby here, but before the new baby, uh, I was up three nights, maybe even four nights out of the week down in my office until two or three in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'd wake up at nine with her seven, it's between seven and nine, depending on when Rylan got up. But I've been living off of like five hours of sleep for 10 years, but I don't get that. I don't know. This works. I don't know. Yeah, I. And everyone's like, like, what do you just drink a bunch of Red Bulls? And I'm like, well, I like Red Bulls for the taste. <laughs> kind of like urine, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if I go to bed at two, I'm probably not getting up till two. Oh, I remember. I remember that when you yeah. were living with us. But you never like. There was some nights that we would stay up and play 2K. Uh-huh. I still. I still. I mean, very fondly remember us playing against other people online and we trade off quarter for quarter and we're playing against other people and we're getting so fucking high, dude. We're jumping around. I remember Jossie had that video of us and we're freaking out trying to talk shit. Like we had couches there and we were not sitting. We're standing the whole damn time. Oh, man. Dude, Seal Jones. That's not even his name. That's right. That's right. Sam Jones. Yeah, it's Seals. Seals Jones, dude. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's right. Dude, he's number two on the all-time most championships. Hey, well, yeah. you know what? We, we should get his name right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? But I think I think he'd appreciate. Yeah, it's, we dom- we dominated with him. Yeah. And we sucked with him. Once we like got past that first, like that tier, yeah. we're like, we're gonna dom- we're gonna go all the way. We're gonna be the number one players. And then the next we're just getting absolutely crushed. Plus, Weren't we playing with like, we were doing like the my team. Yeah. So like we had like the cards. We couldn't afford buying all those things. And remember we would. Remember I went and spent like 20 bucks or yeah. whatever. And then we got absolute shit from the, the packs. And then we're playing guys that have like LeBron and Kevin Durant. Yeah. And it's like, how are we supposed to compete with that? Uh, well, not with Seals Jones. No. That ain't happening. Now you're just the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, that's, it's gambling. It's getting kids hooked on gambling. It's the worst. Dude, okay, so I have a friend of mine that has been doing YouTube for a long time. I mean, I'm like like about 10 years. And he started content creating for fun. And then quickly it started blowing up and he kind of went with it. And um, there was this whole thing a couple of years ago where uh, – have you ever played CSGO before? Uh-huh. So it's Counter-Strike is what it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. They have this thing where you would go and bet – these skins for these certain guns that were worth a bunch of money, apparently. Mm-hmm. And kids would like take their parents' credit cards and buy these skins to bet them. But it wasn't, but because it wasn't real currency, you're just doing skins for skins, that it went under the radar for a long time and it blew up. And there were a couple of content creators that got like slapped hard. Yeah. Parents are coming out, they're like, my kids spent 40 grand this year on these stupid things you know so you know you're right though and they still do that yeah they still do no i when before i heard my xbox there's one night i did like 
I don't even want to say this. Just <laughs> you got it like, on record right now. Let's yeah, do it. Uh, it was like two hundred bucks. That's not even that bad. I was expecting like a four hundo. No, it piece. gets it gets worse. <laughs> okay, finish. Yeah, sorry, I didn't let you finish. I called and said my son did it. <laughs> no, got a, no, <laughs> got a full He's, refund. You're just a scheming bastard. Did you get to keep the cards? Yeah. Was well, it? Was I didn't it, get anything? Was it for two K? Yeah. You're a terrible person. I, know, I yeah. love it. I should use that. <laughs> I know. And then yeah. my four-year-old totally did. And I'll have Rylan be like, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> on the background, you know? Yeah. Well, because I got the idea because my little brother did that once. He bought a bunch of games. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and it worked. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm still devastated that you got rid of your Xbox. I know why you did it. I totally do. But I was devastated because now I'm in a place now and you're in a place now where we could totally crush some games. Yeah, dude. It's just like my problem was like I would get mad when Jossie got home because I would be like, I, I want to play more. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100 I percent feel and I had to I when the baby came. So I had Nike gave me two months of paternity leave. Wells Fargo does four, four months in your face. Four months yeah. paid paternity leave for yep. males? Mm -hmm. That's insane. I know. So, yeah. So, they gave me two months. They gave me eight solid weeks. I thought that was so sick, right? And I used all of it. And I would game. I gamed a lot, right? And Debra was sleeping a lot because she's obviously with the babies and whatever. I would literally get frustrated, like, when rylan wanted to like do something with me i'm like no <laughs> just pick up controller and pretend you're playing yeah, it doesn't work anymore because now she's smart enough to be like which one am i and i'm like that one she's like no <laughs> i'm like damn well you do, you put your controller down <laughs> yeah i've been playing this game a lot recently it's called rocket league oh yeah i absolutely love that game and it's one of those games where you can just like kind of edge on it yeah and like not I can get super competitive with like some buddies and play it, but I can also just play it by myself with tunes on and just kind of like yeah. decompress. But uh, I tried hard to get Rylan to like like it, and she's just not about it. Rylan's been she's the problem, not yeah, you. that's she's right. The yeah, well, we we have to limit her screen time now, man. Dude, I keep getting I don't know how to turn this off, but my phone keeps telling me. Hey, your screen time went down 10%. You're only on it eight hours a day. Yeah, yeah, dude. My Because I have an Apple Watch now. I uh, just got it recently. And it tells me that shit too. And I'm like, just stop. Yeah. Just don't don't remind me how much of a piece oh. of shit I am. I want to, I, I know. Like, yeah. I, I'm tracking that. I'm a terrible yeah. human being. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, does it, does that count? Like, because at work, I just listen to podcasts all day. Absolutely. Yeah, it still counts that. Okay. Well, but like, what's even worse? Don't get an Apple Watch, by the way, because it, it lets you know, like, how much you've been sitting. Yeah. I, and I I'm like, I can't, I can't help if I have to sit, like, for work and stuff. I can't yeah. help that. And it's like, it'll remind you to breathe. <laughs> it does. It'll be like, take a breath. I know. You know? I got the, it's not the Apple, it's the Adidas Fitbit mm -hmm. Ionic one. And it's, I stopped wearing it because at, like... 10 minutes till each hour it says hey you got this many steps left oh no would you just have to run up some stairs real quick yeah like, crush it no. <laughs> and then so i just i stop i don't want to wear this anymore dude uh let's talk about football okay okay i i've been dying so just so everyone else knows typically you're absolutely garbage at fantasy <laughs> football okay let's just put it out there and it's not that you don't know football you know football Kind of. Okay. 
Uh, but I think you're out of touch. I with am current I NFL. Am very current. Five years ago, you I would come to you with all fantasy football related stuff because AP was running amok. Like <laughs> you know, like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Tom Brady was the number one guy all every year. Now it's like all these kids come in, and now you're. I still remember you asked me. I got this draft coming up, dude. I don't know who to pick. And I'm like, hey, pick Saquon Barkley. Who's Saquon Berkeley? <laughs> I don't know who that is. You know? Shaquille Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> dude, what school did he go to? Like, yeah. you know, just happens to be the best running back yeah. like in college football. That's I hate college sports. I so that's my that's one of my problems is so I had no sure. idea who other than that Zion guy from Duke. Oh my gosh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> I just want the Blazers to tank so we just get a shot at him. What's funny is that I thought the same thing, and then now we're the first, we're number one yeah, in the West. Of course, that's, yeah. that's, that's we'll get the number one seed, get swept by the eight seed. Yeah, not, yeah, and then not get a we still won't get a good pick. We'll get like you know some trash pick. No, we'll trade up for Bull Bull, and he'll break his leg. Stop, stop, because <laughs> he's playing in Oregon right now, and he's playing really well. Oh. Okay, and he's the next Kevin Durant's retarded cousin. <laughs> okay he's sick he's actually sick i but, know dude he's he looks good anyway, actually i think like, the blazers are good dude you're getting off topic you're 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 changing the subject because uh, you know you suck at fantasy football no. but let's talk about it right now because you're doing you're kicking ass at fantasy football right now just locked up the number one seed that's, that's so. what i'm saying so i'm in a couple of leagues one of them is uh all of them are paid leagues like all leagues that i have with friends or family or whatever but one of my leagues definitely doesn't Derry doesn't know this, but <laughs> okay. I pay a lot of money to get into one league with my friends, uh, my army friends. We've been doing it for years, but I've won enough to like, I only had to pay the one time, like oh. the first time I went. And then my winnings, I have them keep for next year's entry fee. Mm-hmm. So what's the buy-in? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's $500. I was just going to guess $500. <laughs> it's, it's $500. But I haven't actually had to pay out of pocket. So it's been years since Devery's like seen that come out, right? And yeah. before that, I had uh, money in a Venmo, and it wasn't Venmo; it was PayPal. But and I was like, and I sent it through there. I had been feeding like twenty bucks, thirty bucks, forty bucks here and there <laughs> just to do it. And then I ended up telling her. I ended up telling her I was in this really high stakes money league, and she's like, "Well, how much is that?" I'm like, "It's it's a little bit. It's like don't worry about it." And I'm like, "I've been saving up." And so I had to pull like a hundred bucks and so she thinks it's a hundred dollars, but I am currently in all of my leagues. The other one is $50 and then there's one for $70, but I am currently eight and three in every single one of my leagues, all of them. I don't know why, but I have, I'm first place in my big, big league. And then I'm second in both the other ones. And my teams are like different enough to where like makes it fun still, mm-hmm. but this like the top three picks are all like around the same. Yeah, you know, like Devonte Adams is like my best player. Do you know who that is? He's a football player. He, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he plays for the Packers. Yes. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I wasted like a sixth round pick on like or eighth round pick on Aaron Rodgers, and he's just hasn't been yeah. that good. But um, I, and we've talked about this, I want to do, I want to start my own podcast for fantasy sports because I've, even with basketball, with baseball, I got first, I, I 
I was a first seed and then lost in the championship in my baseball league, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, Ooh. it was stupid. But uh, I have you included eight to ten people that will message me, call me, text me weekly for fantasy football advice. Now, there's like sites that you can like pay for, and mm-hmm. you know, but if you can talk to a homie about it for free, why not? So I'm starting to like contemplate like, okay, I kind of want to do this podcast thing because it'd be fun. Like, this is fun. This is cool. Yeah. Right? But I also like don't want to like help anybody because like, I don't want to like, <laughs> it's like my thing, you know, but I mean, yeah. either way, I mean, I'm glad that I helped. I helped you and I didn't help that much. Really. I only, I gave you like a little information about some draft picks and it ended up working out. Yeah. But. Well, I'm the type of guy that. If I take your advice and it doesn't work, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I do take your advice and it works out, I probably won't text you for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> if I remember that you asked me about Saquon Barkley yeah. and I remember you saying like, I don't know who this is. Like I should take AP, like <laughs> Adrian Peterson right now. Like, or. No, it was McCoy like, who I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to keep McCoy over Keenan Allen. Right. And that's dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, it was really dumb. That's dumb. But, but last year, McCoy had a decent year, and you're like, no, they lost three linemen, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah. They got Nate Peterman. <laughs> Throwing five picks a game. Yeah, he's average. single-handedly going to win Colin Kaepernick, the collusion case. <laughs> Dude, right? Yes. <laughs> they're not going to call – they're not calling Kaepernick up, but they're going to start Peterman. Yeah. They, I, I, I still – and working for Nike, it's kind of a hard subject to talk about because – which, by the way – um. What I mean, I know your stance on that. I feel like that's like on Kaepernick. Yeah, I with, maybe I don't know it with but. Kaepernick. I th- thought it was dumb for him to kneel, but I also think that's his right to kneel. I thought it was really dumb for the president to say anything about it. Yes, because that just escalated it. Right. Um, I think it's really, really dumb when you have coach popovich and steve kerr and all these nba players talking about how racist the nfl is when the nba policy is way more strict mm-hmm. yeah no i mean back in the day the players used to stay in the locker room for the national anthem i, I don't see why they didn't just revert back to that but mm-hmm. as like a veteran i had a lot of people asked me about it especially when it first kind of broke uh at not only just being a veteran but i work at nike as an employee of nike like, what do you think about this? Doesn't this piss you off? And I have two sides, right? I have all my vet buddies who are like, well, you're kind of a piece of shit because you work for Nike and this is happening. And I have all my other friends that work for Nike that are like, how, how does that make you feel? You know, like blah, blah, blah. I My stance on it is I feel like I, I fought for the right to him to, to do whatever he wants. Exactly. You know, yeah. if he wants to kneel, then that's that's why we fought, right? It's like he can do and he can protest the way he wants but on the sports side of it, he's complaining that he doesn't get a job. But the dude turned down a contract from the 49ers. Yeah, he opted out. Exactly. Yeah. You dug your own grave, bro. Mm-hmm. Also, that afro looked nappy. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But Well, so here, this is like, because I've had this argument with plenty of people who, who they said the NFL is racist because he wasn't on a team. I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of players that, like Marshawn Lynch, like he kneels every game. There's plenty of people that kneel. And the dude eats Skittles and grabs his nuts going in the end zone, but they're not. They they find them and that's yeah. it. Because you, you got you to gotta be better than your distraction. Uh-huh. And Colin Kaepernick had one good year. 
then a great year. Let's yeah. let's like let's give him what he's due, right? I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they he took lost. Him. Yeah, he did. He was the last te- last quarterback to lose in that season. So yeah, <laughs> oh, he was the final second, loser. Second, yeah, second place is the first loser. And so the next season, he sucks. He gets benched, and then he starts to take a knee. Mm-hmm. Right. He the show- timing wasn't great. Yeah. With this. He shows up to practices that in socks that depicts cops as pigs. Yeah. He wears shirts and celebrates Cuba and Fidel Castro. While he's interviewing for the Ravens, his significant other posts a meme comparing the Ravens owner to a slave owner. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, a lot of things aren't going his way. Though. You are on you're you're not employable. You're good enough to be in the NFL, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So is Johnny Menzel. But yeah. you gotta be better than your distractions. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Tim Tebow, he was a he's good enough to be in the NFL, but he I mean, whether you want to say his distractions were good or not, he had a lot of distractions. It wasn't about football with him. It was yeah, I think teams don't want to like take on that PR mess yeah. when that happens. I you got to be Dennis Rodman getting 30 rebounds a night if you're going to be a mess. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the elite status has to be there if you're going to – I mean, hence Marshawn Lynch, right? Yeah. I mean, he went on that whole stint where he was, I'm here so I won't get fined, which half the population was like, that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. and we don't care. Yeah. And the other population's like, what an asshole, but the dude got me 25 points on my fantasy team, so yeah. I'm not even that mad. But who did who did Kaepernick always he was always kind of handcuffed to another quarterback. Do you remember? He was about the same age. I want to I don't know if it was the same draft, but they were definitely like they were rivals. It was Russell Wilson, right? Oh, yeah. They, so they always kind of like had the comparison with them, right? And the problem is Russell Wilson's like one of the most outstanding human beings on the planet. You know, he and like they always had this comparison where it's like Colin Kaepernick's house, he has a room for all of his shoes. And then Russell Wilson on the weekends is going to the hospital in Seattle and spending time with kids with illnesses. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't play to your favor. But I mean, again, you could do whatever you want with that money that you're making, but you're digging your own grave yeah. by saying and doing the things that you're doing and then trying to get someone to help you. Like, how can you ask someone for a favor if you blatantly are disrespecting those that group of people? the same time you know and i i have a a theory with why nike promoted it on a business standpoint oh absolutely completely business move right which and i think people kind of after the initial shock realized that this is what it was because there was that whole thing with like people were burning their clothes and all these stupid things like you already bought the clothes yeah give it to homeless people you idiots yeah or like i saw this thing it was like you should give it to homeless veterans and it's like, well, that's a good idea, but that doesn't make the point. That doesn't, you know, put the point across. But my thought process was, and I actually talked to a buddy of mine and he, you know, we kind of talked this out and I agreed with him where essentially Nike was like, okay, here's what we're going to do with the way the world is right now with millennials and the very liberal kind of way that our society is going. We would rather have the entrepreneurial liberal population on our side than like the old baby boomer you know money backing us so their stocks dropped dramatically after it happened Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it climbed and climbed and climbed and now it's like it's it was huge it was like all these people all these you know baby boomers were like okay i'm pulling out this is stupid this is ridiculous i don't want to be a part of this and then all these millennial 
wealthy millennial business owners, CEOs, whatever, are like, I'm in. I'm in on this because equality and blah, 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 blah. Pure business move on their part mm-hmm. and absolutely genius. Yeah. Absolutely genius. This is what I said at the time. Right. So I think people need to be able to distinguish between business and you know your personal feelings toward yeah. it. Like if you don't like Colin Kaepernick because he's a bad guy, then don't like him because he's a bad guy. But if you don't like him because he's a black guy, I feel like that in itself is probably something that you need to address with yourself. Yeah. But the NFL is not like going around being like, okay, look, oh, you're a black guy? No, you're not playing football. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's that's, like 78% of the league. That's, that's what I'm saying. I never, I've never had an issue with like, especially in the military. I mean, there's all sorts of races and religions and, you know, without, you know, not unfortunately, but like circumstantial sexual preference and which for a long time was very frowned upon. And then it kind of came out to where it's fine and then it wasn't. But you get people from all sorts of places and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, different backgrounds and, and you kind of all have to wear the same uniform. It's the same thing with the, with the, with football or with sports in general, you know, it's like, they all wear the same uniform. What the, who cares what color you are or what religion you are. If you kick ass at sports, that should be what make your play be what kind of determines your, you know, your, uh, you know, your ability or your, I guess your, I don't know how you would say, I guess your progress, right? The problem is, is that Colin Kaepernick used his race to put him up on a pedestal. I felt like to like get his word across with something that normally a lot of people don't like you talking shit about. And that's the police and the military and whatever. But like what you said before, the president had to comment on it, which got, by the way, why the fuck does that guy have a Twitter? <laughs> is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life? Like I get it. Like Obama has a Twitter, but he never talks about like the, the stupid shit. Like yeah. he's always like my condolences to the thousand Oaks yeah. community or like, you know, wildfires and like trying to like whatever PR move. Like this guy is, I don't know if he's just like taking a dump and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to really hate on this thing. You know, nobody complained when Barack Obama would tweet, but when your favorite president, Donald J. Trump tweets, the fake news really gets mad. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Um, the, what irks me about it, is that he's spreading this message that cops are just going around shooting unarmed black people, which it's not the case. That's not the case. Right. And if there's a way bigger problem with blacks killing blacks. Oh yeah. 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 What did I'm, and look, you know, I'm not a political person. I don't, I don't pretend to know a lot about politics. I don't pretend to like claim to be some, like some, you know, group that i i just don't know enough and i don't care enough and i honestly feel like i fought for the right to not have to fucking care Mm -hmm. you know but there was this fact and i believe you're the one that posted it or shared it or something about it was ben shapiro who i know is like one of your favorite human beings said he was during like this question this conference and he's sitting in the chair with like four other people i know which one you're talking about yeah and he's like how can you be mad when you know 30% 30% of the population makes 70% of the, you I know. think it's 8% of the population makes up 50% of the murder rate. Right. So like, I, and again, I don't know the numbers. I'm not uh, that, you know, it's, in it's somewhere in that area, but 
that blew my mind. I didn't know that. Mostly because I didn't fucking care. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean, my I try to stay in my little bubble. And I think that's very much a veteran thing, too. I keep my, you know, my friends close. And, you know, I keep my family close and my little bubble close. But when he said that, I needed to look it up. I needed to research, you know. And I then I lost interest because I'm like a cat, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this video game. Like, <laughs> But... Uh, Again, I don't claim to, to know politics, but that in itself says that there's more of an issue that needs to be addressed than police. And I tell you what, to be a white male cop in today's society is probably the scariest thing yeah. that you can do. I would much rather go back to Afghanistan than be a white male cop. And to be honest, I, I think – I'm not going to say – I mean they're over-scrutinized for sure, but at any moment – you could say something wrong to someone and all of a sudden a, a woman claims rape or you pull someone over for whatever reason, all of a sudden it's a racist thing mm -hmm. or, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm a genuinely pretty good person. I, I, I've never had, had any issues with the law, but all of a sudden I'm a rapist if I like, you know, say one thing wrong or I, I look at someone the wrong way. Yeah. I just feel like it's a little hypocritical. I feel like, uh, you know, of society in general, but Again, I don't know enough to like stake a claim on anything, but you know, and I don't pretend to know. I just know what I know and what I believe, but I'm too afraid to fucking say what I believe because I feel like that's so scrutinized. Yeah. Oh, how would you know what, what that feels like? Freaking white guy, you know, you know, whatever, middle class. Check your privilege. Yeah. Check my privilege. <laughs> I, I, the last I remember the, the privilege part of that was, um, was pretty, uh, less significant <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't where can i can i can i get like an iou on that because yeah. i don't remember that being a thing i had free lunches in high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it's like like i i went to a like a like a 50 50 hispanic white school yeah uh my siblings under me went to the same high school and were minorities in their high school and it's like I never once heard them complain that they were being that it was a racist issue. It's just that's what it is. Who I mean, who cares, you know? But I think at the end of the day, people need to realize first of all, football is a sport and people are getting paid millions of dollars to catch a fucking football or throw a ball through a hoop. Now, I I'm not going to say I look up to these people cuz they're human beings and they put their pants on the same way I do. But if I can make millions of dollars putting a ball through a hoop, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Oh, yeah. And I don't think anyone else would say anything different except for, I mean, which, by the way, Myers Leonard is like. <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I well, weird. The only defense he's ever played in his career was oh, on Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude's been playing pretty well. But anyway, I, I just have such a hard time. Like, I want to say things when I see stuff on Twitter. Or because I, I use Twitter to follow sports. Yeah. I, I use Facebook to, to, to give family updates because that they, you know, I don't go do anything, <laughs> but I honestly just can't fathom the amount of hatred that is like just being spewed on a daily mm -hmm. basis, you know? And then I want to comment on it. Like I'll see some ignorant ass shit on Twitter and I want to comment, but then I just know it's like, it's all for nothing. And I'm just one of them if I do. So I just, yeah, you know, I, I try and call out 
both sides. If I see something stupid on either side, I'll I like to say something mm-hmm. just to make me feel better about myself. Yeah, like, then you get then you get people uh, messaging you back and calling you a cluster of cells or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, today, this uh, this uh, conservative page on Instagram had this post of this like I don't know. She's probably eight eight years old, little kid spewing off Donald Trump pro Donald Trump stuff. I mean, she sounded pretty smart. I mean, eight. Yeah, but I, I shouldn't you be like eating cookies and like coloring or something? Yeah. And I said, uh, I just caught it. I was like, uh, if someone on the left was using an eight year old to spew anti Trump things, I'd say she was brainwashed. And I'm going to say she's brainwashed still on this side. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I got like 80 comments on it. And I finally just said, guys, I don't care what you think. Like, stop adding at me. Like, yeah. Like, stop. I mean, don't at me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> don't at me. But, I mean, there's... It's hard to say that it's, like, not important stuff to talk about. Because, I mean, realistically... First of all, our president is our president, right? Mm-hmm. Our president also was, like, a game show host. And, you know, a wealthy businessman. And, like... All these things, which I feel like if it wasn't Donald Trump and the and the president prior to him was a very, very successful businessman, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But because it's Donald Trump, it's like, oh, my God, it's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And then he embraces it. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, send that hate over here. And I'm going to tweet right back at like, hello, are you <laughs> stupid? There's no way that, that that's actually him. And I believe that. And then I started like. Like he like came out and was like, "Yeah, no, that's my Twitter." <laughs> and I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Dude, you think I, that's part of why he won, though? I don't. With how much the guy gets hate for, I can't believe he still was one. <laughs> because nobody showed up to vote for Hillary Clinton. I feel like I feel like he was the lesser of two evils. Yeah, there. I didn't vote, and I I I I firmly stand by my not voting because first of all i don't i still don't believe it even matters but second of all if i go vote i'm writing in like magic johnson as like my vote for president i wrote my name in quite a few right you know like i'm writing peter griffin you know (laughs) or like you know homer simpson and it's like most again i feel like i fought for the right to not have to care i i should be able to assume that the president's going to do whatever's best for the country in whatever facet that is. And I'm not saying that he's not doing that. I'm just saying he may be doing it maybe a little bit different than I would personally. So, I mean, God, Hillary Clinton's ridiculous. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen 13 hours, dude. Get those emails. Let me see them. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Bill, um, I was about Bill. Dude was just trying to get some head, yo. Like, who's... Have you seen Hillary Clinton? Of course the guy was trying to get yeah. some dome. I mean, I think our economy was pretty good then. I don't know enough about it, but Bill. <laughs> Bill. You know? <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. It's like, are you saying Kennedy wasn't getting some on the side? Are you serious? Monroe. That's you why know she killed I mean? herself. She was heartbroken. Is that what it was? Yeah. Or I think she... Or she, you know... How do you think it is being the first lady right now? Whatever, Melania. Like, knowing, wow... Like, I, you, she's had to know who her well, husband is. Let's talk about this. How the hell did he score her? <laughs> I can give you like 5.3 billion reasons why. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't hear enough about her to like really have a stance on it. But from what I've understood, like, sounds like she does a lot for like charities and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough. If I'm her, uh, I'm having Secret Service with me at all times because yeah. there's enough people that hate him that will do some gnarly stuff to her. Dude. I mean, and that's just my paranoid ass, like uh-huh. thinking about it. If that was me. Or their right. youngest son, Baron. He's like, I don't know how old that little kid is. But well, he's like 13 or 14 or something. Dude, it's like, everybody hates your dad. And Dude, can you imagine like going to school? Yeah. Like, he can't. I mean, obviously he doesn't go to school. Oh, yeah. He, you know. he gets tutored, but like, I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having Trump as my father. Yeah, that would suck. That would absolutely suck. But, but the, so the good thing about Trump is... He says a lot of stupid things, but he has a solid cabinet. Yeah, well, I think the smartest thing he ever did was bring in Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis for defense, dude. <laughs> that guy's a monster. And hey, for people who like may not understand or or know why Mattis is so beloved in the military community. Neighbors opening the door. I was gonna say like that is a perfect time for me to talk about. It's like I thought you were starting like some like drum music or something. <laughs> like a tray you was about to go. Like, yeah. but um, he was such a savage when he was in charge of the Marine Corps, right? Marines like think of him as like a god, and more because he's not afraid to like do what what normal people like would say is not okay and for the good of every i mean he doesn't do things like selfishly everything he does it seems to be like he wants the best he he wants to make the best decision possible also the dude is just a fucking savage and they call him mad dog mattis bro and he's in the cap like he's like secretary of defense mad dog mattis i'm not upset by that (laughs) i'm not upset by that i don't know enough about anybody else in there to like comment or like you know, at least like a legit comment, but plus I've seen a ton of memes, you know, oh, yeah, dude, memes are, <laughs> you know? that's half the news. <laughs> it's like I get most of my political news by people's memes mm-hmm. and then just kind of reversing that and be like, oh, that's what he did, yeah. you know, but dude, Trump, he should have won the Nobel Peace Prize for the de-escalations in North Korea. Oh, easily. That was the biggest, that was the biggest thing. I mean, in our lifetime. Yeah. I, I mean, we had a war over there. Dude, if Obama would have done that, oh my gosh. Yeah, he would still he would <laughs> he would still be like some kind of representation. Yeah, but the, the amount of statues that would be built. Dude, and yeah, but it's Trump, so yeah. you know. I mean, again, he I'm does not, it to himself. I'm not a Trump supporter. Yeah. I'm clearly not a Hillary supporter. Yeah. I don't even know what politically I would call myself uh a veteran i guess like if that's like its own thing i i just again i just don't care like i just i want to care but god it's just like i feel like it's like it's like it's like if you're like just now starting to watch uh game of thrones (laughs) it's you're it's just too there's too much there's just too much there to like understand even if i was to binge for a week i still wouldn't even get close (laughs) that's how that's how i feel right now with political stuff and it's been so dramatized that i never know what's real and what's not you know and everyone's like well this is like a really far right and really far left news or whatever it's like i feel like that's like five percent of the population three percent of the population is like extreme right or extreme left and that's what we hear and there's everybody in the middle that's like "Eh, 
Yeah. I'll just, I'm, I'm over here kind of because my dad was. Well, I'm over here because, you know, I don't shave my pubes. So I'm going to, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, I like, I like elephants. So I'm going to yeah. be over here. Like, it's like, I, I don't. I, I, so I call balls and strikes. If there's something on the left I like, I'll, I, I run with it. Yeah. I, decriminalization of drugs. Like that should be happening. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Uh, there's plenty of, I mean, gay marriage all for it. Yeah. There's, that's cool, man. You love who you love, man. Yeah. There's so many. Like, I just got, I just, I just had a homie from work get married to like the coolest dude. Right. And like, good for them, man. Yeah. Like, it's, who cares, man? If you love, you love who you love. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little weirded out by people who are like, I, I, you know, I claim myself as a dog or like, you know, or like I'm mentally a six year old girl. And it's like, you're a 40 year old man. Yeah. Like that's a little weird, but I honestly think that's kind of like a mental thing that needs to happen. But again, I'm not gonna, I don't know enough to talk about it, but yeah, love who you love, you know? And you know, you're right. I do the same thing and it's kind of weird. I do the same thing with religion. I'm not a religious guy. I never, I mean, I, I, I was before, but uh, even now, I like to take things from like a bunch of religions and like believe whatever that is like because it makes me feel good and i feel like that's the point of it kind of mm -hmm. yeah you know so sense. but you know i i think at the end of the day it's like love who you love and believe what you believe and mm. if you're miserable your whole actual life worrying about all these other things then what's the point of even doing it you know what i mean like you want to be muslim because apparently the stigma is that all military people hate Muslims, and that's not a that's not a fact whatsoever. I mean, there was Muslim guys who were Muslim in my unit overseas with me, like fighting side by side with me. I don't care. Yeah, you can believe what you want to believe, praise who you want to praise. As long as you got my back, I don't care. You could you could like dudes. You can like dudes while helping me survive. Yeah, you know, I, at that point, I don't I don't care. You know, just, you know, it's not, it's not me. It's not, you know, I'm not gay. I'm not, I'm not into that, but do you, right. you know? So there's a few, you know, I guess I can't say like Scientologist. That's the one that's like, all right, there's enough credible allegations where like, I don't <laughs> even know enough about that besides that Tom Cruise is it. And it sounds like he's a royal dickhead. Yeah. That's Dude, all got, I've heard. You got to check up on the Leah Remney episodes that she does yeah exposing the scientology i mean i'm down for anything that's informational dude you know? she okay so she was on the joe rogan podcast which by the way i i haven't listened to his joe rogan podcast, besides little snippets that i've seen yeah. i feel like i need to start listening oh, to the guy because it's great it's just so hard for me like in my mind he's still like on that game show fear factor fear factor <laughs> right like it's fear factor like for me that's what he is yeah. you know like and it's like Maybe that's a super old school mindset, but like it's either that or MMA. Yeah. You know, I love his stance on marijuana. I think that's like, I think he's like smart enough guy to like know how that works. I mean, shit, if Elon Musk is going to fucking yeah. light up on a podcast, then, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about Scientology enough to like. Yeah. So he had Leah Remy who explained like how she got out of it and. Uh -huh. Uh, 
it's a crazy story. And then she, then he had the, the like head guy of the Scientology church. Yeah. He had his dad on. Oh yeah. Like right to the source right there. And, the source's source. <laughs> yeah. And his son, they tried to put a hit out on his dad when he left the church. Oh shit. Like, yeah. And they have like all the audio and stuff and dude, it's crazy. Like it's a crazy, I think I, I feel kind of that same way where I'm a little skeptical. No, that's a, that's, that's a lie. I'm a lot skeptical of like the West, Burrow Baptist. Oh yeah, yeah. That was... Like again, believe what you believe, but if I see you protesting the military funeral, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah, I don't care who you are. You could be a Christian and be doing that. That's just disrespect. You don't you don't protest any funeral. Yeah, he had uh, Jorgen also had the daughters of like the founders. I did I did hear a snippet of that, yeah. and I thought that was super interesting. Uh, there's also another guy, uh, Louis. Um, Oh, I can't think of his name, but he does like documentaries on a lot of stuff. Like he did like a supermax prison where he went like in a supermax and talked to like a bunch of the prisoners that are doing like double life sentences okay. and like how they feel and what they're, how they're being treated. Um, and uh, he did that same thing where he talked to like the family and it was like really crazy. And like they're the way, like they're on the street, like protesting and like he's just standing there and like listening to all these things. And I'm like, I guess if you don't know any better, like there's kids, man, like like six year old kids holding signs that says like I, you know, I hope military get hit by IEDs. Yeah. It's like how can you even, how can you live in a church that like hopes for that, you know, at at all? Well, they say it's because of the U.S. is leniency on on gay marriage, that's why, and so. Who do you, who do you think would win in a fight? All the gays in the United States versus the Westboro Baptist Church? Who wins? Well, I, I all the gays would because then you'd have like the moderates you know, that would back them up. <laughs> Just hitting them with dildos and shit. Like, but if your website, glitter bombs, their, their website for their church is godhatesfags.com or dot org or whatever. Dude, they stole that from me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your website, that was my handle on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you're you're doing things wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. like I don't. There's just such a level of ignorance, I feel like, that that's like it's almost you're taken back by the level of ignorance to where you're like, this can't be this is an SNL yeah. skit, or this is yeah. like this is like a comedy central. This is from South Park, right? Like if you were to tell me about this and I never heard of them, I'd be like, okay, like what episode <laughs> of South Park was that? Because that's exactly it's almost so bad that it's comical it's so stupid yeah, yeah absolutely it's like how can you i mean imagine just replace fags and put any type of like yeah anything like, yeah it's uh and I'm, i mean i'm not like a religious guy but i'm pretty sure the word hate is like not associated with god <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that's not a thing yeah but um actually okay so was there was there any military questions or related questions or veteran questions that you wanted to ask ask me because i know we kind of talked about that a little bit well just happenstance that you the your episodes have kind of just been with veterans but yeah like what maybe i kind of was kind of interested because i haven't been able to listen to it to your to your podcast so i want to i want to do that but was there any questions that you asked both of them that maybe like i can i can answer and see if there's any like differences between uh, I didn't really ask many questions. Um, kind of let them go. If, if you want to yell at RJ right now and tell him to stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, I've been there, bro. Yeah. Okay. 
drinking only only exacerbates things yeah yeah you dickhead which by the way i mean i would totally be down to like kick it with that guy if that's if he like needs a friend or something like i'm you know yeah uh, but this is me this is me reaching out to you so you hear that rj twitter handle god hates fags (laughs) (laughs) no i'm (laughs) just kidding uh yeah so they pretty much uh jen she works with jossie was she Mm -hmm. was telling because um she's gay Mm -hmm. and she was telling because her friend's mom outed her to her parents (laughs) so i just oh yeah it it wasn't like an an intentional hit right right it's like from friends like when they released like chandler said like oh you're adopted they you know good job good for you and then like he's like wait i'm adopted he's like oh dude it's like it's like Santa's not real, like you know. And he's like, Santa's not real? Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah. oh no! Like, I don't watch Friends, so yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm never listening to this podcast <laughs> ever again. <laughs> um, but no, because I I know you um you you know you had your struggles with PTSD and yeah sure yeah um what what helps what helps you? Well, first of all, I'm very lucky because I'm married to someone who's very understanding of the -hmm. issues right so it's like devry knew me before i was in the military so she could see that change and kind of was able to help me understand that i have changed a lot and um but the biggest thing for me is to like i needed to have something that i can control and like my space or my office space and Devery gives me the time that I need. I have, I got two kids now mm-hmm. and she's willing to like give me the time that, that I need to be by myself. And the, the biggest thing, and I tell people this is like in my office, I control everything, how light it is, the temperature in there, what I'm watching, you know, everything in there is exactly how I want it to be. And it, and, you know, it sounds kind of sociopathic almost like it's it's like everything is exactly what I wanted you know but it's really just a place for me to know that I feel safe Mm -hmm. in there and you know and um I still struggle with a lot of things but I think really what's helped me is to confront that and be like okay this really messes me up and it's not I guess it's not wrong. It's not wrong for me to feel this way, which was what really hard to do because in the military, they really just grind on you that you're tough and you need to be tough and you need to push through and you need to, you know, realize that, you know, you got to kind of suppress emotion, especially when you're overseas, you know, when someone dies and you can't like mourn, there's no mourning and you're so hyper vigilant all the time. Your adrenaline is going so off so much, you know, it's that, you get home and that adrenaline wears off and that hypervigilancy wears off and you're now stuck with remembering and you may not even remember all everything the way that it happened. You may remember it the way that you're telling yourself you want to remember. So, I mean, and that happens, I feel like more often than not that people remember it in a certain way, which messes them up even more, you know, and I've had, Jeez, man, in the past like two years significantly has affected me because I've had like four buddies of mine that have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's eye opening because every time it happens, it it cuts a little deeper because it's like. Like 
am I feeling like that? Like, is that something that's affecting me to the point where like, that's something I'm thinking about. And for me, suicide has never been, never been something on the forefront of my mind. Cause first of all, I think it's selfish. I think it's a completely selfish. Cause it's not, you're ending your, your kind of suffering is what they're saying, but you're creating suffering for mm-hmm. so many people. So for me, I guess I just like fireworks, fireworks, fuck me up. And they have, and you've known that, Mm -hmm. right? You've, you know, 4th of July is a real tough time for me. And with, by the way, everybody that listens to this, all you fuckers who shoot fireworks like the week prior to 4th of July, you just fuck off. (laughs) Cause that just, that's what screws me up. 4th of July, the actual day, I know it's coming. I could prep myself. I put some soundproof headphones on and just, you know, you know, play some video games or watch a movie or whatever it's the week prior and like a couple days after we're like randomly and immediately, and it's gotten a lot better over the years, but immediately sends me back. Boom. Just I'm in that place again and I'm seeing these things again. And it's like, you work really hard just to kind of as a veteran, you work really hard to suppress those. And that's wrong. You shouldn't suppress those. You should be able to accept them and realize that it's in the past and there's nothing you can do about it. And then try to make it as healthy as possible, you know, like, and then find an outlet, you know, the gym for me, uh, helped me a lot. And then I had injuries. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm stuck now. So this is it. And then it's like, okay, well then there's other things, right? There's other avenues fantasy sports actually became a huge part of like decompression for me Mm. i spent so many hours and hours researching and looking up stuff that literally has no i mean it doesn't matter at all my wife has no idea if i told her who saquon barkley was she'd be like that sounds like it tastes good like (laughs) like it's a dish or something but i mean if i had to give like a piece of advice man like i think for me it would be learn to accept that it's an issue and learn. And that doesn't mean that you have to talk to somebody about it because I still won't, I won't go see a therapist. Why the hell would I go pay some guys hundreds of dollars an hour? That's never been through it before. And even guys who have been through it before, they haven't been through it with me. Mm-hmm. The only way, only people I talk to about it in detail, which I like, I don't even mind talking to you about it in detail now. Cause I've gotten to that point, but before it was my guys was my guys that that went through it with me and you know it helped but it was really a band-aid on something that needed like a little to be addressed more but now it's been let's see it's i mean i've been out of the army now for god man it's like two years Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me that blows my mind because i I feel like i could go in now got out right when trump got elected (laughs) smart man (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's funny actually because uh when i got retired i got medically retired i got a uh essentially like this retirement like gift right like here's like thanks for serving and it's a flag that was flown over dc which is really cool and then a a letter hand signed by uh the president of the united states and it was obama that i got mine and i and i loved it i think it's really cool and it's legitimately hand signed and then i got another one with another flag and with donald trump's signature on it this I, flag was so much bigger than Barack Obama's flag. <laughs> I think for me at the time, I was like, I was like, oh my God, this is kind of a joke. And I like sent it to my friends. I'm like, ah, like, look at this. But really, uh, the note that came with it said that 
that he made took the time to like sign these things because um he wanted to be able to to do that for people and i I whether he's a good person or not it's like he still did that you know and i i i take everything with like a grain of salt but like he did that maybe not necessarily for me like he doesn't know me but i still got that you know so now that like military life is behind me god my life is so much better dude <laughs> it's like i always everyone always kind of always is like oh i want to go back and i want to you just miss the you just miss the camaraderie with people you just miss you don't like deployment no one yeah. likes deployment anyone who says they like deployment is a fucking liar yeah. they're a liar they love deployment because of the team and the team aspect and the cool shit you get to do now the i would say this 90 to 95 percent of my deployment was awesome it was fun times, card games. We ate shitty food, but we ate that shitty food together. We went through shitty times, but we did it together. Then there's like 5% that was like the worst experience ever. But 95%, I mean, that's pretty good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But now it's like, I think back to it and I'm like, I could rock this dad bod and be totally cool with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm okay with that. And uh, I get a, you know, I don't have to worry about deploying anymore. I can like spend time with my family and not worry about that. And not, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons that I've had to like really dig deep for, spend a lot of time by myself doing. And, um, I think I just came to terms with the fact that this is never going to go away. It's, it's never not going to be a problem, but you just live with it. Just like someone who, who like finds out they have diabetes, you know, whether you, you know, you can complain about it all you want and you can bitch and moan about it. But the fact is you have it and now you have to deal with it in that way. You know, you're lactose intolerant too bad. Like that means that you got to change your life. You got to do these things differently and people do it. You mm-hmm. know, you know, I, there's a guy I knew from Devry's church that has alopecia I don't know what that is. So alopecia is like where all your hair like completely falls off. Oh, well, that's got, what uh, Charlie Vena, Villanueva. Villanueva. Villanueva yeah. yeah. So he has that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it can come with some complications and you get sick and stuff, but um, he's just like, I'm a bald guy now. I have no eyebrows. He's like, I wear a headband a lot. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I get those tattooed in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think just acceptance is a big, big mm-hmm. part of it. You know, and I hope, I hope that, you know, RJ and what was the other? Her name was Jen. Jen. Yeah. She was in the Coast Guard. Okay. Yeah. She had some cool stories. And everybody, I think everybody has, whether it's post-traumatic stress from deployment and combat or post-traumatic stress from even someone passing away or Mm -hmm. an incident or something, everyone kind of has that, but it's just being able to kind of accept it and be able to move on from it and find pleasure in other things, you know? So... But yeah, I kind of want to meet Janice. She sounds dope. Yeah, she is cool. So yeah. is RJ. RJ is cool. Yeah. I think the problem for RJ is he puts his hopes in the Blazers. It's just, it's a bad. Hey, number one in the West, man. I'm not going to lose hope right now. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember a time in my fandom with the Blazers that they've been this far in the season. Granted, they're not that far in the season where they're like 15, 16 games. They're 12 and five right now. Number one in the West. Yeah. They should be 14 and. Yes. 14 and three. But first loss to the Wizards. Oh, yeah. That's. 
Um, They're imploding right now. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, it, we're almost at 2019. It baffles me that we still have fireworks. There's nothing good about fireworks. Yeah, nothing's ever like come from fireworks that like makes sense. Yeah. And if people want that stuff so bad, like virtual reality is now a thing. Uh, we, you know? Yeah. We you can do <laughs> sick light shows. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's like like DJs and stuff that like do stuff in their shows that is ten times better than any firework. And wasn't it like fireworks that started that gorge fire? Yeah. 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 I mean fires, vets hate them. Dog, animals hate them yeah it's bad for the air yeah there's nothing good about it no there's not one positive thing i mean i guess you get like instant gratification once you do it yeah. but it's like there's no and what's funny is i used to love fireworks when i was young you know and i was like i'm surprised i didn't jpp myself you know what i'm saying you know, <laughs> clon it you know but uh yeah dude nothing you're right dude yeah. nothing comes right. from that you know i had a firecracker blow up in my hand once but it's good it blew up because I was going to throw it into the Wendy's drive-thru. So You're such an asshole. I, I would have got arrested. So thank God it blew up in my fingers. <laughs> Did it hurt? I mean, what was the story? Did you just get burned or what? It couldn't have been that big. No, it didn't hurt. It's it, a little. It's It was more scary than it hurt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You're just like, no. <laughs> like, I didn't even know what happened. I was, you know, shell-shocked. Right. And then suddenly I was back on the beaches of Normandy. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your service, by the way. You're you need a gunner's mate, or <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no one's gonna understand that except for Jossie, and I, I love that. Yeah, dude. No, Grandpa George. He's we just saw him. He's down in Cali. Yeah, what is he doing down there? He lives with uh, uh Jossie's aunt and uncle. Okay, just living the life. I bet, just, man. Yeah, he was so cool. Yeah. I feel like such a douche with that comment i didn't hear him okay i can't hear i, I have lack of hearing from the military okay i just heard him say and i'm like oh no i'm good i thought he was offering me like something to drink and he asked me if i wanted to be his gunner's mate because he was in the navy and just like being a friendly veteran to a veteran and i'm like oh no i'm good dude no i don't just i don't need to do that down. i don't need to do that yeah i might as well just called him a pussy and like <laughs> Your service didn't <laughs> matter, dude. <laughs> I just, I felt terrible, dude. And then you, what did he say? What did he say after that? He's like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's just like, and then I went on and you're just like, hello? What did you just say? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And you're like, he just asked you if you want to be his gunner's mate. And you said, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go kill myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go pet this cat. Okay. I'll see you later. Jeez. <laughs> No, I'm good, dude. Your your service is negligible. So yeah, dude, he's uh just honorary. He has this one nurse that was taking care of him, and he said he couldn't come back until he got his teeth fixed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, do you gotta go? Keep checking your watch, like a little. No, dick. I I keep getting uh I keep getting pinged. It says I hit all three of my goals. So because I'm really fit, yeah. So it's not a big deal. No, I just keeps. I just want to keep tabs. You know. Yeah, you know how I am with. with um, we went on a tangent, but I was gonna bring up, um, because yeah, RJ just this last summer he went to Texas because he had a buddy, so they had a funeral there, and, mm. and from uh, Carter and his work, like I know the stat of twenty two veterans a day commit right. suicide. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know. That's a really good question, and I think if we had the answer, I think a lot of things would change. But um, first of all, lift for the twenty-two is 
Carter's nonprofit organization that gives gym memberships to to veterans. It has like a way of releasing and also a way to bring veterans together, which is really cool. And I, I'm I'm sad to say that I haven't been very associated with Live for the Twenty Two. Uh, besides when it first started, and I I wanted I want to say that I helped kind of get it off the ground and. Uh, I was one of the first memberships that they gave, which was really cool. Um, unfortunately, it just the timeline didn't work out for what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, as far as like with veteran suicide, man, it's like it's so difficult for people to understand what they're thinking and what the mindset is that even other veterans are like baffled. Like what when you feel like you're I guess a good analogy would be if you feel like you wake up every morning and you trip over the same, like the the same basket of clothes in your way, in your mind, you're like, I'm going to move that fucking basket. I'm going to like fold this laundry, but it's like waking up and hitting that same barrier every single day. And so like with my friends that recently have, have, you know, committed suicide and, I mean, out of the blue too. I mean, cause like they say in all these ads and whatever, there's signs that you can like, you know, you can tell, well, you know, if they're not talking to people or they ask you to take their things or if they're feeling blue and it's like, this isn't a fucking Barney commercial. Yeah. And these guys have been trained and trained to suppress those emotions that you're never going to know. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's just done. And it's like, like I, I had a friend just last year. We had no idea. I had hung out with the guy like less than a week prior to that. And we hung out. He said everything was going great. He was feeling good about what's going on. He was, you know, he was still in the National Guard at the time. And he's like, you know, he's seeing his kids a lot. And, you know, he was he was divorced, but like he had this other girl that he was like really into and she was great for his kids. And just everything was kind of falling in place for him. He felt really good. And just out of the blue, boom, you know? And it's like, I think the hardest thing is like, as another vet, as a friend to that vet, it's like, what could you do to help? And the answer is nothing. You know, I firmly believe that if you have it in your mind that you want to do it, you're going to do it, Mm -hmm. you know? And the people who talk about doing it and then don't are just, they need the attention and you need to give it to them. You need to address it at that point but it's an epidemic man and thankfully it has it has been going down so it, it, the the work that people have been doing people like carter and with these organizations live for the 22 and you know there's a lot of blah 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 for the 22 or 22 for the blah 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 not to disrespect them you know but um there's a lot of them and it's great because the numbers are going down so it's helping um I'm sad to say I don't do enough of my part. I mean, I'm still like <laughs> trying to figure out my own, mm-hmm. you know, situation. But, you know, I think I think people need to, first of all, be a little more understanding with with vets that are dealing with that kind of stuff because I don't think they know that they're going through it. So they're not going to ask for help, yeah. you know, and you asking for help is going to make them feel weak. So unfortunately, it's like, the only thing you can do is help them find an outlet so they can figure it out on their own, which is why something like Lift for the 22 is so cool because someone who 
can't afford a gym membership because they come home and they can't find a job because they were infantry because they're fucking dumb like i was and was like oh all 10 years of military service means jack shit it means <laughs> nothing it means absolutely because oh like oh what's a what's a skill on your resume oh yeah um killing isis and <laughs> bomb defusing oh cool so you can be nothing <laughs> security guard at the mall like you know and there's no glory in that and they try to like keep the adrenaline and it's like it fails because yeah. you can't do it but i think um i think people just need to be a little more understanding and i i think some people are like they give veterans too much like credit i guess like for there's a lot of people i talk to that are like we get it like there's a problem with veteran suicide but what can we do and again the answer is like hurry up and wait is what is what the army would say help them find an outlet and help them you know hopefully they have a spouse that is understanding like i do which i firmly believe if i if devry wasn't around i don't i wouldn't say i wasn't a commit suicide i still wouldn't do that but i'd be in the bottle somewhere mm -hmm. you know i probably would have turned to some other things you know i would have like spent so much money on madden you know like <laughs> well, is there would you say there's like three commonalities or not even three just a certain amount like like oh you know most of them you know they see a lot of fucked up shit i think you know, like like why people have ptsd like or like or just with you know like the so we'll just go with a broad number of like the 22 vets a day sure do you yeah. think the majority of those people like lost people close to them in war have like survivors guilt? Sure. I think it's like a plethora of a lot of things. Um, I would say the most common one that people kind of the misconception is, is that they've been in combat and that's not true. I mean, not, I don't know the statistic, so I can't, I can't speak on it, but I would say the misconception is that all of those 22 veterans a day have seen combat and that's just that's not true i mean right. sometimes like you said survivor's guilt is a big thing they see their best friend get killed overseas and it's like or even not even overseas you know sometimes they get kicked out of the army for whatever reason mm -hmm. they were playing flag football before they even had a chance to deploy broke their leg and had to get kicked out of the army mm -hmm. while all their friends deploy you feel guilty maybe Maybe you join that same scenario happens, but your father was a colonel or your grandparent, like the, you know, like Lieutenant Dan, right? Like mm -hmm. Lieutenant Dan was like in Forrest Gump, his, a family member of his had died in every single war. And he's the only one that didn't, of course he like his got that super guilt. Right. I mean, yeah. but I think one of the most common, like I say, like a commonality, like you were talking about is, I would say they had a very different experience than what they had anticipated in joining the military or they, they joined for a reason. And that reason ended up being negligible for why they got out. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to do four years, get college paid for and go home. That's my, that was my plan. And then I was like, dude, I'm thriving. I love this. I love everything about this. And then I got kicked out. I would say I was I was closer to like depression because I was getting out. I didn't know anything else. I my whole adult life, yeah. you know, like I have no idea what I want to do for my life. 
because all I've been doing is military, you know? And so I would say also there's like an expectation, you know, for military members when they get back from deployment or, you know, maybe they did something overseas that they regret or, you know, the ones that were in combat, maybe it's not necessarily that they were in combat. It's that they did what they had to do when they were there. And then they get praised so much when they get back and then you feel bad because, you know, you don't know the backstory of a lot of the things that you're doing and, you know, you don't have a choice in the matter. So I would say every veteran is connected in a way, if nothing else than just for like being the, whatever percentage it is the United States that can actually be in the military. I want to, the statistic was like 1% of the people could like join, like that can join the military and only 1% of that 1% actually do. I think it's false. I think it's like, it's gotta be like 10% are able to and 1% do. Well, if it is 1%, that has to include like newborns and people too old. And yeah, I mean, that's everything like mental disabilities, physical disability, whatever. So I'll make sure it's still working. The last episode with Jen stopped recording because I ran out of space. But yeah, I mean, if no, we're good. Okay, yeah, we're right. good. Yeah, and I, I don't got a, I don't got a bedtime. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what does the so what does the military do when they phase you out? That's a good question because no one really asked that. Uh-huh. Uh, it sucks uh-huh. uh, a whole lot of nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, mine was just different circumstance. So mine was a medical retirement. So. I literally sat around for a year and just waited and waited and waited. I got paid. (laughs) Sorry, taxpayers. (laughs) I got paid for a year, a pretty decent salary to literally sit on my ass and do nothing and wait for someone to sign a paper. And, um, but normally people who get out on their own free will, um, it happened actually pretty fast. It's like, this is your out date here's all the things you have to do prior to that outdate. And let me tell you this, people who are like choosing to get out, you're jacked when you're getting out. So when I got out of active duty, I had to go through that process and I've never been so excited in my life. You know, like I go through these processes, go to these little things, get stuff stamped and you're one stamp closer. Like, oh my God, you know, and like the second I got out, everything was cleared, all done. You know, just smoke a fat bowl. Like it's like because I can, yeah. not because I wanted to. I didn't even want to, but I can. Yeah. You know. But I, the process in itself sucks, dude. It's like the medical retirement, especially. It took a year. Now, granted, a lot of people would be like, I mean, are you complaining with being paid salary, a pretty decent salary to stay at home with your family? Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I it's mean, it's stir crazy, dude. You get, most people can't like I don't care who you can't just sit at home and not do anything. Right. And I, I was actually limited. I mean, I with I I got out because of a because of a head injury. And I got eleven concussions in the army. So it's like CTE, what's up? Yeah. Like that's that's a real thing, yeah. right? And and so like fuck you, Danny Woodhead. <laughs> like getting out. <laughs> oh, I had three concussions. Like shut up. I mean, but uh that's three like law like medically documented concussions i don't know how many i've had plus i played water polo in high school i know i got concussions and just didn't do anything but i wasn't able to do anything i wasn't allowed to go to the gym so i gained weight like crazy dude like and i was on these steroids to try to help with my head pain and that made me balloon up i mean i'm like i'm like 5'11 5'10 5'11 
220 pounds right now. You look and, from the last time I seen you, you look noticeably smaller. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, I've been working really hard. Right. right. And at the peak of my downfall, which is, you know, weird to say, but I was like 310 at 510. Yes. I mean, I'm not like a fucking defensive lineman for the Lions, right? I was like at 70% body fat. Yeah. Like <laughs> my BMI good. said, what? <laughs> you know, like uh one person at a time please yeah yes yes <laughs> you know that's the scale would say e <laughs> it's like i wasn't in numbers anymore i was now in letters but um i had it i had it like i mean it was bad it was really bad and i didn't have an outlet because i wasn't able to and you can only play so much video games and i know that sounds weird yeah. but like i needed satisfaction in my life and to go from full bore uniform on and i was in a position of leadership so i was like in charge of people and you know i was in charge of people overseas that their lives depended on me and that's a crazy feeling to have especially i was like a 22 year old mm -hmm. 23 year old and then got to go back into nothing absolutely nothing and it's like well <laughs> let me make my resume and look for another job oh wait, i can't do that because my skills are fucking play with play-doh and eat crayons and you know <laughs> stick things in places uh but i couldn't get a job because i was technically still employed by the military i couldn't go to the gym because they didn't want they didn't want any change in my day-to-day -day activity for my brain essentially i couldn't there was a while there i couldn't even drive imagine like being stuck in a house and not be able to drive yeah and not be able to go to the gym not be able to do anything and I had a baby at the time, which was the only positive thing that I could think of. Like, I got to spend so much time with Rylan, which was awesome. That was so cool. Because, see, when that car accident happened, actually, it was she was three months old. That was another thing I was going to bring up. Yeah. Right. The car accident just exacerbated everything. I mean, that was, that was the tipping point. So, like, the Army was finally like, oh, like we've overlooked all of these. Like we've like seen that you've had these concussions and these injuries and knee surgery. And I got hit. I didn't get hit, but like I got hurt from an RPG overseas and like I broke my ankle, my ribs and my wrist, all these things. And they like, we never like looked at all of it at once. They're like, you're gone. You're a liability. And when you hear that, they poured hundreds of thousands of dollars, taxpayers, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, of money into me to go to these schools to, I mean, essentially to make me harder to kill as uh -huh. like the best way I can put it, you know, for them to be like, okay, you're gone. See you later. Thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. You know, and I'm, I'm never going to complain because I get a retirement. I'm retired. I mean, I'm not even 30. You know, I still work because I, no way I'm not going to work. Yeah. And I hate my job sometimes just like a normal person. But, you know, uh, Something clicks in your brain when that happens, whether it's for you, it's it's almost like a like a mental kick in the nuts. It's like it doesn't hurt right away, but then it hurts really fucking bad like moments later. So I got out, and, you know, I guess the process was happening. I'm like, I'm gonna, I can go back to college. I can be a stay at home dad, you know, all these things. And then it like slowly turned into what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to support my family? How am I going to, you know, 
is this it? Is this like the peak of like my existence is like to live off this retirement and just be done? Because at the time I was like, they're going to give me a hundred percent disability, which means I can't work. Mm. You know, now they have different things to where you can be disabled percentage wise and still be able to work, which is what I do now. I just can't be like an MMA fighter, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still would. I'm still, yeah, <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> five, 10, three, 10, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the war machine. Yeah. Uh, I'm like Kimbo slice, but like a smaller slice, you know, <laughs> rip, rip Kimbo slice, uh, Kimbo wedge. That's yeah. me. <laughs> but, uh, I just think again, I keep ref like referencing this, but and a lot of people don't aren't as lucky as, as me that I had Devery. Yeah. Devery was the cornerstone of like my recovery process, which thankfully I didn't get into drinking again because i drank a lot when i was in the army but that's just like what you do yeah i didn't get into drugs you know and the pain medication that i was using i was able to come off of it you know i smoked cigarettes for a long time you know that i mm. smoked a lot and i smoked a lot of cigarettes and i haven't smoked a lot I mean, i've been i haven't smoked a cigarette in 10 months since my son we found out we were pregnant with, with our son and um how was quitting that uh so i use the this vape this little vape pen yeah. And it's helped incredibly and to the point where I'm saving like $200 a month, first of all, which is unbelievable. Once you stop and actually see that money, you're like, oh my God, yeah, that's great. And then I do this little enough to where it's like, I, I'm very close to being able to just have nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do anything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough at first, but when we found out we were pregnant with our son, I'm like, oh, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to do this and like teach my, you know, I already had a daughter and I stopped when we had her and then the car accident happened and I was like, nope, uh, this is, I'm going back, Yeah, you know, but you know, uh, no, it's been, it's been incredible. I feel, I mean, that's like what got me motivated to go back to the gym like regularly on a regular basis and like join team sports and stuff is because before I've always been like some pretty athletic guy, but mm -hmm. I couldn't keep up and that frustrated me. So I just stopped playing sports. Cause I'm like, I mentally am like, I'm trying to go like balls to the wall, but, but physically I couldn't do it with my, all my surgeries and whatever. So now after I stop smoking, I have all this energy and I feel good and I feel like, you know, I can, run quote unquote yeah. run you know like i can like do things that i i what i didn't feel motivated to do before so it was like it's almost like a what's the opposite of like a depressant an upper yeah almost <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's like a natural upper that like when i stopped smoking it was like oh like i, I kind of want to go to the gym yeah. not like i have to go to the gym today you know yeah so you yeah, know my uh, brother he's uh got out of prison a few months back Okay. But yeah, he quit. Like he doesn't smoke. Obviously, he's not doing drugs anymore. Yeah, but, I was yeah. around. We were we were hanging out a lot when that time when that happened. That whole yeah thing happened, and um, I'm glad he's doing well, man. That's really cool. Yeah, dude, he was like the officer. Of you when he got arrested, he was like 130, and he's like six one. Oh Jesus! And now he's like 205, 210. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, man. he's a tank. I know. Like. It was the first time we hung out. Probably like ten years. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah, I went to the Blazer game, so oh, that's so sick. Yeah, he's gonna come on and he's gonna share the prison prison stories. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm gonna listen to that yeah. for sure. 
Um, but so the car wrecks, I remember there was a guy that the police were chasing that hit you, right? Yeah, dude, that was, uh, <laughs> take us through the whole story. Cause I, I, I gotta hear everything again. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I like telling the story, but I also hate telling the story. Well, I just said, take us like there's so many people listening. <laughs> Listen, all like 120 people yeah. or 105. You listening, mom? He's about ready to say it. <laughs> record it, record it. Uh, we were actually at a Blazer game. And uh, after the Blazer game, we had my daughter. Uh, she was three months old. So she was in the back seat. And then Devery was in the back seat too, because I had a buddy with me. His name is Ryan. He was in the front seat with me. And it's like post Blazer game traffic. You know, mm-hmm. you went to the Blazer game. So there's like yeah. like post game traffic. So we're just like sitting in a turn lane, completely stopped. And I remember, I don't remember a lot from that time, uh, from that like stretch of time, but I pieced stuff together as I got better, you know, and, uh, I remember like hearing this really loud noise and I vaguely remember being on one of those streets that has like the rail car like in it, you know, mm-hmm. where you can still like be on it, like stops like a normal car yeah. would, right? And I look in my rearview mirror and we're driving a 2012, 2013, something like that, Chevy Cruze. Okay. So people who like don't know that it's like a four-door sedan, yeah. right? Um. And I look at my review mirror and I see bright ass lights. My first instinct is, fuck, it's a train. We're about to hit by a train right now. So I always believe that you're either, when you're driving a car and there's something that happens, you're either a slam on the gas person or a slam on the brake, right? Well, I'm a slam on the gas kind of guy. So I slam on the gas and turn my wheel to the left. There's cars to our right and there's a car in front of me. There's grass and we're about to turn onto like the highway. And um, I turn, press the gas instantly right then. Boom, get hit going 80 by a Suburban. Now, the Suburban hit us and flipped over, like over another car. It hit us and just launched right onto its back. We get launched forward, hit another car, and then skids us to the side. Now, right when it happened, I was like, okay, I need to check on my family. You know, like this is all happening milliseconds, mm-hmm. but in my brain, it slowed everything down, which is a crazy experience. If no one's ever experienced that, it's like, it all happens like, but it's slow-mo almost. And there was some time there where I'm like, I need to, of course I need to go check on my family. And there's another half of my brain that was like, don't look back there. If you look back there, you'll never be the same person ever again because my family was fucking mush my three-month-old daughter my wife you know no offense to my homie ryan i didn't give a fuck about him <laughs> i didn't care okay and uh, airbags don't go off by the way if you get rear-ended because it's because when you get rear-ended you slam your head back mm-hmm. and then instantly your head's gonna go forward so if you're if the airbag comes out you're breaking your neck so they don't deploy so i ate a bunch of the <laughs> the, the steering wheel cut my shit all open and it was i bruised like i hit the steering wheel and anyway i got out opened the back door every screaming but she's okay totally fine i mean not good yeah i mean she was alive right i mean so and she hadn't she didn't have any cuts she had some whiplash clearly i mean that's gonna happen my baby was good 
the car seat worked perfectly. And every like less than 10 seconds before had shut the little visor thing on the on the car seat because the 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 street lights were getting in her eyes so she wanted her to sleep. So the glass that exploded from the back window peppered the back of Devry, but didn't get on Rowan at all. She was a hundred percent. It's weird. It's weird. What's the what's what's the name of this car seat? The brand? <sighs> Shit, man. I don't know. Gecko well, or something. It's like yeah. it's like Gecko or Gecko or Geico. Save twenty percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. whatever it is, I think we just found a sponcer. Yeah. Save save fifty percent now <laughs> or fifty percent in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got them out. Now I'm now, granted I'm fucked up right now. My face is fucked up. My body is completely in shock. Um, but my adrenaline is pumping and the military side of me is coming out. Like I need to accomplish this. And this is like, I need this to happen. Um, I got out, I got them out and weird enough there, someone was walking home from the blazer game. It was a pediatrician. Okay. And she, she's like, she came up to the car and was like, let me, I can look at your baby. I'm a pediatrician. And I'm like, okay, but like, don't take her out. Don't touch her. Like I was so protective. Right. And the, in my recollection, my memory, the, the suburban was smoking or like on fire. It was like smoking. Right. Mm -hmm. So once I knew that the, the pediatrician was there and looking at Devery and looking at, you know, she was a doctor and I was like, I'm going to go. And I ran over to the suburban, the guy who was driving, his arm was stuck under the vehicle. So if you can imagine when you're flipping over, kind of like if you're riding a roller coaster, your arms kind of like go up in the air. Mm -hmm. Well, it landed and it landed on his hand. So like his hand was stuck under the car uh, upside down. So I like rock it and he pulls his hand out and he's not knocked out. He's like yelling for help at this point. And I pull him out. He had like this green puffy jacket. I remember this vividly. And he had like a Kaepernick Afro almost. Uh, a little bit smaller and I pulled him out and um, I turned, I mean, I didn't think of anything of it. I ran back into my family. Uh, he ran, they never caught him. Really? Never caught him. Never. No police were chasing him because he had stolen the vehicle and uh, multiple people had called the police. So they were, the police showed up 30 seconds later. They were weaving through traffic trying to get there. We were six blocks from Emanuel hospital, which is incredible. Uh, Devery and the baby and my buddy got onto the, onto the ride to the ambulance. And as soon as I knew, like, so essentially how you can tell when a baby is okay from a, like a traumatic incident is with, if they breastfeed and she was breastfeeding and Devery's like, she's okay. She's fine. And as soon as I found that out, my adrenaline started to wire off and my body started to hurt. My head started to hurt. My face started to hurt. And I blacked out. I fell face first, started puking. Like, Jeez. I don't remember that. That's what Devery told me. Mm. I wake up minutes later, strapped to a backboard, neck brace on, like completely immobilized. And I, my vision is like really like, if you would imagine like my vision felt like, like a, the signal from a TV, like when there's no, when there's no signal on a TV. Mm -hmm. That's what so my vision is. What this sounds like, <laughs> you know, so, like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and I remember the doctor saying when I got like with all this being retired and stuff like this from head injuries that if you get a, 
a head injury, you could potentially go blind. You could be a vegetable, you know, but he's like, you're, you could go blind. That's very, very possible. And so I remember them wheeling me in and I'm like, I can't see you. I can't, Devery, I can't see you. I can't see the baby. Is, are you guys okay? Are you guys good? And she's like, we're fine. Like you need to, like, we're going in the hospital for you. Like uh, we are fine. And I'm like, I can't see you because I'm stra- I didn't know where I was. <laughs> I was like, I mean, even my recollection now, I'm like, all I saw was blurred lights thrown, like just kind of going. And I had no idea. And then I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is true. And I have never talked to everybody about it because it's kind of a weird thing to talk about the car wreck. But I remember her. I was saying I was having trouble seeing and she remembered that the doctor said that that I could go blind. So she like showed me Rylan, like put her in front of my face. So like the last thing I would see before I went blind was my kid. Mm-hmm. And it was like the sweetest gesture like ever. And we ended up going back there and I kept blacking it out and family was called. Here's a weird thing. Check this out. My buddy Ryan, literally five seconds after the car had hit us, my dad called because he had a weird feeling. Oh, jeez. Isn't that, that's crazy, right? <laughs> my dad called out of the blue. Now, me and my dad talk all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not weird for him to call me, but it's weird for him to call him like, hey, I don't know. I just needed to call you. Like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Like, you know, and my buddy Ryan answered and he's like, hello. And he's, there's sirens going. People are screaming. My dad's like, what is going on? And Ryan's like, we just got in a car accident. He's like, who the f- is this? He doesn't know my buddy Ryan. Yeah. And he's like, this is Ryan. I'm Zach's friend. We got us gone in a car accident. And then he like drops the phone in back into the car and like leaves it on. So my dad's just like listening to this. So finally, like they get a hold of Devery's parents and they're all kind of now getting because Devery's able to call and whatever. So they all come into the hospital. But I don't remember almost anything from the hospital besides them like people coming in and out to like see me and say hi. And I can't remember shit, but mm-hmm. I remember Devery coming in and I could see things, which was like a huge deal for me. Cause yeah. I was, I swore to God I was going to be blind for the rest of my life. Um, but it ended up, dude, I walked out of there. Like the next day I walked out of that, that place. You want to hear something even crazier, dude? I'm not going to give names because I don't know if he would want me to, but I had a friend, um, a pretty close friend back in the day. He went to prison for, for some things. Um, and he was in prison. He, he knew about the accident. I had talked to him about it. He had been like, he had been like around when I was going through my healing process and stuff. Anyway, he went, he went to prison and he met the guy that, hit us in the car accident and it's weird to like because they like when you're in prison from what he tells me i've never been in prison people like share their story yeah you know about what happened and he said the guy looked vaguely familiar or see his story sounded vaguely familiar and he's like like what are you in for and he's like oh vehicular manslaughter like i killed someone with a car that i stole and he's like what and he's like, yeah, I did it a couple of times and got away with it. Like he got really, apparently they were like really high on meth. 
But he's like, I swear to God, this was the guy. He's like, this is the guy. And I'm like, did you jank him or something? <laughs> like, did you, you know, do me right or what? So, yeah. so you know, like you get this, the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think I could. I mean, I, I'd have to like dig, but I think I could. Yeah. So like how positive is he that it was him? And so this was your buddy that was with you in the car? No, this is a different buddy. Oh, okay. It's another buddy, but he's like, he, he swore like, he's like, this is it. Like I, I probe the, and you can't like probe the guy uh, like so much that he gets like suspicious of stuff because that's just not something you do in prison, I guess. Yeah. You know, and again, I don't know. I've never been, but he's like, this is the fucking guy. This is the guy. Because he even like recollected like the day, like not exactly date, but like what happened, like was all gacked out, you know, someone pulled him out of a truck, his, the truck that he stole that was like smoking, you know, like, and he ran away and was like coughing up blood, he said, and like all this crazy stuff. And, um, and he's like, I mean, first of all, I regret like pulling this guy out yeah what i should have done is pulled him out and beat the holy living shit out of the guy but i probably would have like gotten some charges or something but i lost my faith in humanity at that point yeah i fucking ran away they did you know what's even crazier they caught one of the guys from the car because he slashed his face open man like 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 temple like down to his chin like this fat gash i don't even know where he got it from but i remember he's like <laughs> i remember that and i don't know again i my memory from it is kind of fuzzy but it was an asian guy with like cornrows i i and he was wearing a black hoodie and he was kind of shorter but he had this fat i mean the gash was like open right it was bad and he was sitting up against this brick wall and he's like i was in that car i was in that car like trying to get the ambulance like away from my family to come help him and i'm like fuck you guy yeah you know anyway they took him to the hospital and then questioned him and he said yeah it was my cousin and then they never followed up again isn't that just terrible like Dude, portland police is terrible so i found out why i found out why it's because technically because they were chasing him all liability is on them yeah and he didn't have insurance and the vehicle was stolen we never got anything from that we were going to sue portland police but by the time that they got back to us it just happened to be two years post and we couldn't do anything it was a cold case that's it done yeah we were going to sue the dog shit out of him i'd love to be a millionaire dude i'd still i'd still do that i wish i could but dude, of course you can you can do anything i don't know not not it's it's so far out of my mind now that like i'm good you know i know you're good but you want to be good you want to be <laughs> real good uh um we have this uh friend that jossie met when she was working at orange theory and she's just you know she's like 22 23 young girl just mm -hmm. in, uh she just at the time she was just got over her like second uh round of key real, real quick is that a silicone ring yeah my guy ah uh, dude yeah that's all i wear <laughs> <laughs> mostly because it costs like 9.99 on amazon yeah, and i'm like into it yeah and i could take it out and like you know, <laughs> yeah, i'm like, like chewing it <laughs> yeah i got it <laughs> sorry keep going but yeah so 
she's just got she just beat her second it's her second time beating cancer jesus and she's 23 yeah she's young she's dude she'll like go to chemo one day and then she'd go run marathons the next day like dude she's a badass jesus dude and so she's in portland with a friend and by the grace of god somebody broke into her car by the grace of god yeah because keep listening so someone breaks into her car and she, you know, so she calls 911 to report it. And while she's on the phone with 911, two guys come up and throw her down. And like she it was kind of hazy, but she said the only reason why they left me alone is because I showed them the phone that I was already on with 911. So they took off. And, you know, like, oh, the, my God, the dispatcher was like, OK, we're going to send some units out there. So they took off. The cops never showed. Yeah, they, what? Yeah, they said it wasn't like a priority enough. Or she's being attacked, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's dude, Portland, man. Dude. Even worse than that, I bet there was people who saw that and didn't do shit. Yeah, I bet you, dude. Portland's a, I mean, not like comparatively to like Boston or New York, but like there's mad people in Portland all the time. Oh, gosh. At night, during the morning, everything. There's no way, unless she was like in an industrial district, like scheming and doing weird shit, like. Someone had to have seen it, and I bet they walked, and they didn't say shit or do shit. Yeah. I can't stand that, man. Dude, no. Dude, Portland's terrible. You go to a Blazer game, and then it's just the, the Moda Center is just surrounded by homeless tents. and dude. Yeah, like I – oh, man. Homeless, that's a whole other thing. But oh. That's where – hey, man. That's where, that's where young people go to retire, you know? Yeah. Portlandia. And uh, I got a guy at our church that he's going to come on once his lawyer gives him the green light. But oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. He worked with a Clackamas. That's an intriguing story already. Like, yeah. It's a teaser. He worked with a Clackamas County for like 20 years. And he um, just recently re- retired. The I can talk about it because there's there's one article. So I'm just going to summarize the article yeah, that was yeah. in the paper. Give me the spark notes. Yeah. So they were doing a retirement gift for someone. And they were going to do like a gag calendar. And... Uh, not, know, not uncommon like a military platform yeah. police you know and so you know they're gonna do like you know they're gonna be naked with their guns covering their junk and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and he's like he so he's like you know i'm actually i'm part of like a men's ministry against like pornography out of my church like right i, I can't be part of this uh yeah. i don't think this is a good idea but i i just can't be part of it either. right 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 <laughs> do do you but i'm gonna go ahead and step back from this. yeah somebody leaked it to the press that they were doing this <laughs> of course and since he was the only one who didn't do the calendar, they just assumed it was him. What? Yeah. And so for like two years, he was under investigation for this. And it became a big deal because it's a felony to to bring a weapon into a court into a courtroom for personal use. So you can't just you can't be a civilian bringing a gun right, to yeah. the courthouse Clearly. to take a picture with. Right. And they were that's where they were taking pictures. Yeah. And so it became a big deal. Jesus. And so, yeah. And then finally somebody put like uh, the shell, you know, that goes into a bulletproof vest. Yeah. They, yeah. Like they put that in his mailbox. And so he, you know, he took it as a threat. Yeah. And so he retired and um, yeah. But he, someone put flack that or like the, like the plate or like yeah, the, the plate, the actual plate. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And so I'm staying strapped if that happens. So for yeah, like a year or two years, he was under investigation, and not the people who were doing. You know, no, the, and I'm sure none of them said shit. Yeah, I'm sure they were all like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, and so like, uh, 
like things got deleted off computers and so it was just oh, a big mess and sketch dude but there was another one where another like sheriff's deputy his wife ran like an like an adult webcam and people from like the office i read about this one in the paper they like set up like an online count to go like a sting almost yeah like for him, per, like a personal sting almost. Yeah. <laughs> to find out. Like, so I I guess their excuse was they were just making sure, because it's not illegal for her to do it, but it'd be illegal for him to be part of it. Right, right, right. So they said they were like just seeing if he was being a part of it. Yeah. But they would like leave comments and stuff. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then there was another one where uh, there was this like you know like a frequent flyer in the courthouse just you know your typical asshole guy yeah and um he's like my buddy was like yeah like i heard them talking about how this one deputy wanted to you know rough that guy up because he's always just like this dude's just always in trouble and he's always an asshole yeah right always creating work and paperwork for him, i'm sure yeah and so like he like switched assignments so he could line up for when this guy was going to be called huh and it's all on film too. Like there's YouTube videos of it and the guy doesn't respond to his name because he goes by a different name or something like that. An alias. And yeah. so they like, you know, the judge, you know, warrants or like releases a warrant for his arrest. And just immediately the cop just goes and gets him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And like starts roughing him up. Uh, of course. But yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw this video. Um, it wasn't recently. It was actually a while ago, but and intrigued me because it was a police officer. I don't know where it was, but it was body cam footage of a police officer, a younger guy who was a military guy. He was a Marine vet. And he's at a, he's at a house and this guy, uh, so this cop was a, was a black, like man. it was in Detroit and he boxes the guy. Yeah. And yeah. he says, you know what? Okay. You want to keep talking like that? Then let's just throw hands right now. Yeah. Like no guns, nothing. You won't get in trouble. Let's throw right now. And he just bodies the guy and just destroys him, right? I am a hundred percent a fan of making it legal for mutual combat. (laughs) I think that's I think it's primal, yes, and maybe not the smartest, but it's if two guys, two girls, two people in general mutually come to terms for, for combat, I think it should be legal. Not like a purge where it's like, I want to go into this guy's house if I want to and kill him. It's like if 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 you and I agree right now that we want to have mutual combat and we do, it should be legal. It should it should be. The problem I saw with it was that if you're in a position of power, which he was, you have to be conscious of you can't like you can't be so affected by someone calling you a bitch. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's just like part of the gig, dude. Like, I don't know if I could be a cop because someone calls me a bitch that many times. It's hard for me to be like, okay, let's not throw, you know, but the best part about that was his partner (laughs) was watching the whole thing. and like (laughs) refing it. He looked like a ref. He's like kind of walking around like, no, 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 no. We pulling his hair for like, you know, like, well, that's what you would need because immediate, like I like immediate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I firmly believe that mutual combat should be legal, yeah. but you, you just know. you need like a ref or so like third party if things go wild like you know if I if we're fighting and I want to tap and I start tapping and you're like nah 
I'm going to break your shit. <laughs> if you go Khabib on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 you're right. You're right. Yes. And that's, that's something that's like, I mean, obviously that's never going to happen. I'm sure in those cultures where that happens, but it's called MMA. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go McGregor and just throw a chair through a window for you. <laughs> and he got what he could deserve, though. I saw that. Yeah. But that's the only UFC fight I've ever ordered. And worth. Yeah. <laughs> worth. Because they're the, they the fight afterwards was just as good. I, know. <laughs> I was like, I was bored. Jossie was on shift. I couldn't find anyone to hang out. And I was like, I'm just going to order the fight. That's why you need to get an Xbox. <laughs> I know. Okay. That needs to happen. You need to make that happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, nothing ever. They so you know who the guy is. You know you could find out about the car wreck. Yeah, no, I think I. I mean, I think I have enough information, and and with my buddy, I think I could, and I think he still would remember. But again, like people go through, like they give aliases and stuff in prison too, because okay. a lot of people don't either one don't want to share what they actually are in there for you know, slash they exacerbate the stuff that they did do to get like cred mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, I've said this twice already, but I've never been, so I don't know. This is all word of mouth, but I don't know, man. Like a part of me wants to figure it out, but a part of me just doesn't. A part of me is like another process of like the post-traumatic stress and the thing, things that like helped me was the acceptance part. And that's just part of it that like, mm-hmm. That was a part of my life and it sucks. But I mean, if I had to choose, and I think you would do the same, that if I had to choose for someone to get seriously hurt in that car accident, I'm glad it was me and not my three month old daughter or yeah. my wife. You know, I feel like I'm I'm mentally strong enough to like handle something like that a little bit better. I would have chose Ryan, but yeah. <laughs> I've been number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you let's say you you, your little brother, and Jossie are in a car when that happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then I want to just, I want to go me. You want Jossie, and then you... <laughs> no, no, babe, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, I want to, I want the other guy. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the extent of what, what that guy, you know, but I'm glad that it was me and not them. And there's been no repercussions, like, I haven't, like, noticed that, <clears throat> that Rylan is, like, different than other kids i mean every every kid's different but like it's not like she like can't learn math now or something you know like she was good devry's i don't know if she's had like lingering things from it i definitely have like i've had like little especially with the head pain like there's a lot of times i wear sunglasses like all the time inside outside just because like it helps with my migraines douche yeah yeah (laughs) i wear my sunglasses at night you know uh but dude no what makes me mad about it is I'm glad you guys are good, but it's like, what the fuck? What did, what did the cops do in Portland? Yeah. Yeah. No, the justice was not served. You know, they stand down in protests and riots. They don't do anything. It's no, like, what yeah, are... it's like, I, I, I can't put myself in the position of a, of a police officer, especially now, but in that situation, I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand where their priority was. And I wanted, like, in my brain, I thought I like told myself that their priority was the safety of my family, so I'm not going to be upset by that. But after everything kind of blew over, and they never caught the guy, and they never got any leads from that one guy who was apparently his cousin, and they let him go. By the way, that guy, yeah. they let him go because he wasn't driving, and nothing ever came of it. Every time I called, and every time I tried to get a hold of somebody, they're like, "Oh, well, 
it's still an active case, so we can't blah, 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 blah. And our family friend who's a lawyer was like, oh, no, 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 you need to sue him. But we didn't have enough evidence. Like, we didn't have, like, apparently, like, you have to have, like, this call record of, like, the 911 and all this stuff. By the time that we got a lot of, we had some, like, evidence, I guess, or it was, like, the ground to stand on, it had been too long for us to be able to do that. Now, I bet we could probably, you know, do something now, but... <laughs> Again, it's like I want to like move on from it, you know. Yeah. Well, my buddy who's suing, uh, one point six is what. So, so just I just want to throw that out. That's a lot of Madden Ultimate Team or yeah. like a lot of two K packs. So, yeah. so I mean, he doesn't he doesn't want money. He wants change. And so I mean, that's just a fucking bullshit lie. He wants money. <laughs> yeah. but, so, I mean, but what would happen is, you know, you, you would file a lawsuit and they'll just be like, okay. They'll well, settle. They'll yeah, settle well, for like, here, here's 800 grand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Pay off your house, 100% debt. I, I, I tell you what, if they if, if I did this and they're like, okay, look, if I ask for one 1.5, right? Because, I mean, realistically, I thought I had a case because I'm like, you literally were the driving force of why I retired from the military. The only thing I ever knew. Yeah. And I was flourishing in the military. That... I could have used that and my lawyer was like, you could totally use that. And that we would ask for like one and a half, right? And they would settle for like 650 or like 700 because I don't want to take it to court because that looks bad PR wise. So they just settle out of court for mm -hmm. like 700 G's. I wouldn't be mad at 700 G's. But at the same time, I don't know if me having to worry and deal with all that again is worth even 700 it's like it is i'll answer that yeah. yeah i guess like financially like devry and i aren't aren't struggling i mean we're not millionaires or anything like i mean i wouldn't turn down a cool mill you know <laughs> but at the same time it's like money to me right now is i guess with all the stuff that i've like been through and with the car accident with the military like military or like the the money part of it is so much less important yeah. but you did, know did you guys have medical bills after it so no thankfully um i was fully covered so does devry through the military because i was still active yeah. in the military so uh no medical bills whatsoever um and actually we had full coverage insurance and uh so we actually got paid from our insurance company shadow state farm did your insurance uh, rates go up no Nope. Uh, and so, I mean, I got, I got a check for like twenty five grand. Can I have it? Uh, <laughs> spend it. <laughs> uh, but hey, you know what? Like, we didn't go buy dumb stuff. I mean, we paid off. We had to buy another car, clearly, because mm -hmm. it bent the frame in like four places. Yeah. We went and got another car, uh, and we every hated that car that we bought, so we had went and traded in for another Chevy Cruze, which she still drives today. <laughs> um, but. We took that money and invested, not invested it, but saved it. And then that money ended up being the money that I used to pay off my truck. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's so many, I could complain about so many things, but it's like, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm solid, man. Like I got a pretty good job. Like I don't hate where I work. I don't, I don't hate the people I work with. You know, I got to play video games. Yeah. Not, you know, all, as much as I really want, but what I really want to do as much as I want to play video games is not healthy. So it's probably good that I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I think going through that again and kind of reopening that would just 
probably just be worse than what it's i mean again if we got a check for 700k i right. guess we could probably get over it real fast in cabo sipping my ties and shit but <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think you'd have to do too much i think you just hire a lawyer let them do everything and then yeah and then hope that we win so then it pays the 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 bills i'm sure you could even get someone to do pro boner pro boner i mean i'm into pro boner <laughs> i'm always pro boner yeah. dude but you know uh can reach out to like john canzano get some sources cj and i are instagram friends we we message each other you know just need one message source. you mean he messaged you one time and said like congrats on your wedding wow cj you listening to this bruh bruh <laughs> it's like saved in his favorites as like best friend forever <laughs> or don't message me <laughs> it's like i'm blocking you now yeah. this is why this is why you have like four twitter accounts is yeah. because of this uh, no, nah, he told me thanks for coming out to a game. He said they're going to get another win tomorrow, which they did against the Celtics. Yeah, no. Nah. I told you the story about how I met, I met him. His mom, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I was flying home from my military school in Ohio, where he's from. Yeah. And I saw a woman in this small-ass airport wearing a blazer jersey. I'm like, what? And all of us guys were all from different parts of the United States. And I saw her, and she's on my plane. I'm like... Are you from Portland? I'm a huge Blazers fan. She's like, no, my son just got drafted there. I'm like, CJ McCollum? CJ McCollum? <laughs> of course I was following it, you know? Yeah, she, we sat together the whole ride all the way to Chicago. Our plane got there late. And of course, our connection was on the other side of the damn O'Hare airport. So I, I took, I literally shouldered her bag and we ran. Missed the flight. Ugh. Got another connecting flight six hours later. So she took me to lunch. Like we hung out. She showed me a bunch of embarrassing pictures of him when he was a kid, <laughs> which by the way, I saw all those CJ. So, <laughs> uh, and, um, talked to, you know, you know, what we talked about a lot too, Costa Kufis Costa. <laughs> because they played in high school together yeah. and he's just the biggest dork ever. Yeah. And then by the way, CJ looked like a praying mantis when he was in high school. He was like five, five. Yeah. He was so small. Yeah. Now he's like what? Six, three, six, yeah. four. And, um, he picked her up from the airport and was um, I'm kind of put I'm gonna put CJ on blast a little bit, but he said that that he would take me and Devry out to dinner with him and his mom while his mom was in town. Never hit me up. Oh my gosh. So his mom actually gave me his cell phone number because she said he needed friends in the area. <laughs> this is granted, this is right when he got drafted. So like right. Like he was like living in an apartment and like had rented like a Dodge Charger or something. And like I shook his hand, by the way, I shook his hand. It was like shaking hands. Like his hand was like a Prius. It was the most, it was a huge hand. Okay. <laughs> and I was in uniform at the time. And he's like, you know, let me take, you know, you and your wife out to dinner for like helping my mom out. And I'm like, that'd be so cool, man. Like, you know, I'm already like a fan, you know, mm -hmm. never hit me up. Damn it, CJ. I know, man. You should message him and be like, yo, fucking years ago. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think his mom, like, I don't know if she lives in, I think she lives here now. Yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm friends with her on um, Facebook. So yeah. I might hit her up. Dude, his his brother, he plays overseas. He's yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've uh, seen, I've seen like little snippets of him. Yeah, he's playing. a good player. What is he playing? In? Is he playing in Europe? Like Italy or something? Somewhere. I, something. Maybe want to say Israel. Yeah, yeah, probably gonna be playing with the Ball family here soon. Yeah, um, yeah. CJ just got engaged, and he's making that he's making that bread now. Not only that, I think he's getting married to a doctor. Yeah, uh, 
So Jossie hit him up once and was like, Hey, if you, I know this is weird. If you and your wife ever want to go on a double day and get some coffee. And he was like, Oh, we're just so busy. You know? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so busy. Yeah, it's like with the season and she's in med school and yeah, it's like, yeah, we're, we're just so, I mean, how perfect a relationship is that she's in med school all the time and he's just traveling. Yeah. Dude, he has a good podcast too. Uh, was it pull up jumper? Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah. With, uh, Jordan Schultz. Yeah. I haven't listened to it, but I did hear the snippet with Kevin Durant. Oh yeah. That was... And that, that lit a fire in me. I was like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. You're such a snake. He's... I'm over Kevin Durant. Uh... I mean, granted Portland should have drafted him, but I'm well looking back. Yeah. At the time I... Odin was the right pick. I so, I hate Kevin Durant, dude. I hate, and you know what? I'm such a minority at Nike. Cause obviously he's like a huge Nike guy. In fact, I know like the guy that designs his shoes. Okay. Same as Leo Chang. Super good dude. And they're, he's a huge fan of him. And I just hate him so much. So much. Like, I'd throw hands with him. Mutual combat. Make it legal. I'd fight him, dude. I, f- I honestly feel like I could break his leg with my hands. Because it's like a toothpicks. Yeah. I'll just tag in Myers Leonard. Myers Legend, my guy. Oh, no. Myers would just flop. And- <laughs> Myers. <laughs> I don't know. I like Kevin. I mean. I hate him. Ring chasing. I hate it. I, I how do you go to a to a, that strong of a team? Like I, I, I feel like he broke the NBA at that point with the and I, he's not the first to make super teams because LeBron was the first, but not Paul Pierce. No, was. Paul Pierce, yeah, yeah up in Boston. Yeah. But um, I honestly, honestly feel like he copped out. And granted, he won and he got an MVP out of it, uh, Finals MVP. I love that they're falling apart right now. Yeah. I love it. And I hope to God they trade Draymond Green to Portland. Oh, that'd be sick. The thing that I, that I don't, NBA teams, they're not loyal to players. Thanks. Like, look what the Celtics did to Isaiah Thomas. His sister dies. He plays the next day. He takes him on a really good run and he gets traded. Yeah, Brinks truck. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Brinks truck. Where, who, where is he? Can you name the team he's on right now? I, uh, Denver, maybe? Yeah, he's on the yeah. Nuggets, I think. With Will the Thrill. Yeah. So that's, so I get, so I don't, I, I don't mind when players leave teams. It just makes me mad that it's never in Portland's favor. Oh, no. We've been fucked so many times. Yeah. Like we couldn't get DeMarcus Cousins. He's not even playing. We couldn't get him. Apparently, we can get Mello right now. Woo. <laughs> I'd do it. Why not? I, I would, too. Uh, hey, say something, like, really epic right now. Just say something epic. Um, any, like... Anything epic, just do it. Just something, like, controversial or something, like, right. super fire. Donald Trump will win again in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had this downloaded and I've I've never actually used it. And I just found it again. Like it has this one too. <laughs> that Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Dude, this is my favorite one. Listen to this one. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> I like that. Done. Hey, this is library. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm done yeah. with that. All right. Yeah. I should probably I should probably dip though. No, nah, man, we're good. We don't have a bedtime, but apparently you do. No, I mean I do have a three month old baby at home. I should probably 
Well, actually, hopefully he's asleep by now. Yeah. I mean, damn. What? Um. <clears throat> all right, we'll wrap it up. Um. Final words. Final thoughts. Bold predictions. Oh yeah. Uh. Here's a bold prediction. Here's a hot take right here. A little hot take. Uh. Portland will be a top three seed in the West. Which we we were last year. Right. But as Kevin Durant said on that podcast, we played like an eight seed. Right. And I think we're gonna go to the Western Conference Finals. I think we I think we make a move. I think we make a move and we pick up we maybe not like a like a splash, like a huge like all star splash, but we pick up someone that like is gonna dramatically help and we're gonna go to the Western Conference all uh finals. Another bold prediction. You are gonna win your fantasy football. Oh man. Okay. Sweet. A lot of pressure. But uh another bold prediction. I'm gonna win all of mine. Too. <laughs> uh uh, and then the last bold prediction before final thoughts is you're gonna buy an Xbox uh, like within the next two months. Why not a PlayStation? Because I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. All right. And so you win your league and it's a 500. How much do you win? The buy-in's 500. How much do you win? Uh, 12-team league. So winner gets 3,000. Oh, my God. Second place gets 2,000. Third place gets 1,000. Now, I have been in league for five years. First year, I got third. Second year, I got third. Then I won it my third year. Got second last year. So... I got this dynasty going. I need to. I need to keep keep rolling. Yeah. And this podcast was brought to you by Gambleholics Anonymous. If you have a problems, just stop it. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thank you. And.